Y'all have never fisted an able before? Okay, moving on. <laughs> I'm moving on. I don't get my oranges that big, so I don't know where you're... Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a meaty wedge. It is definitely a meaty wedge. This is Three Sheets Control. On behalf of five seamen, welcome aboard. On the screen in front of you, please select the level of foul mouth Disney debauchery you'd like to hear while we input your coordinates. Now, locate the monitor overhead to the right. Make sure your face is clearly visible and give us a flash. I, I mean, uh, wait for the flash. Good. Sending news to the future. All systems are go. We're now linking you to your hosts. Enjoy the show. Fuck that little twig. This is horseshit. <laughs> I podcast my back. I know it's some sorted, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously squared. Be trained for. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of Three Sheets the Mouse. We're five average guys with love for all things Disney, and joining me this week's show are four guys who just put in hazard pay for standing online. Mikey. You ever just wonder why men have nipples, Scott? I have nipples, Greg. Can you milk me? You know what? This is, there's a, there's an actual, like, title to Bill Cosby's book or something like that. What the fuck does I am this have so to do lost right now with what the milking fuck is going people on. right now? I, <laughs> is this a Bill Cosby prostate joke? Ew. Ew. I'm out if it is. That's where his chocolate pudding comes from? I don't know. <laughs> you got to eat the jello pudding. Well, speaking of Bill Cosby, did you guys hear he's actually pretending to be Heathcliff Huxtable? No. Oh, his braid is yeah. shot. He's going around pretending to be Dr. Huxtable. Oh. Well, he's in Gen Pop yes. now. Yeah, is he really? Uh, yeah. Yep. He's solo in his cell, but he's in general population being treated like all the other apparently psychotic uh, prisoners. Well, good for him. Uh, also on the show, Adam. <laughs> what's up, everybody? I'm so confused as to what's going on. Tretton. I, I like warm hugs. <laughs> so does Bill. I was just thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> and, this, is, this is Leonard Part 6. That's what this is right here. And Tim. I don't even know how we got here. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> We're here to talk to you about Disney parks, Disney booze, and a little bit of debauchery in between. So sit back, relax, and uh, grab <laughs> grab something that isn't roofied. <laughs> 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 and enjoy the adult side of Disney with Three Sheets of the Mouse. <laughs> pour your own is what he's saying. <laughs> yeah, pour your own and keep a cover on it. Uh, speaking of keeping covers on things, I got a cover on my whiskey, but we'll talk about it later. Tim, what do you got? For our... Surprise raw that the Sheeters gave us. We were gifted some Kirkland bourbon, and that's what I am drinking. A whole liter of it, too. Well, some of us got two. Some of us got two. I have, I have a liter and a half still. One was mulled to me from every, Disney. Like, all over Disney. It wasn't even... <laughs> yeah, everybody, I think every Sheeter touched that I bottle. Think, I think more people have touched that bottle than people have touched Spike. More people touched that bottle than a Kardashian sister. <laughs> that's true. I think that bottle's touched... Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I think we were drinking. I think more people touched anyway. that bottle than got roofied. 
Yeah. It's half backwash, half Kirkland bourbon at this point. So. Mm, it's delicious. Tasty too. Notes of beard. <laughs> tastes like Seamedge's balls. <laughs> uh, Which tastes spectacular. Yeah, we want to we want to give a big uh, big thanks to the Alversons who supplied that part of the raw. Um, the Kirkland bourbon is fantastic. I mean, for for the price, it's just, I think it's right around like thirty something dollars for that bottle. Yeah, and it's an amazing bottle for that price. Yeah, it's really good too. Now, I was trying to figure out where it comes from. Uh, it used to come from Jim Beam, but I'm pretty sure this is uh, Dickel. I'm pre- I think it comes from Tennessee. Well, that's yeah. both are from Tennessee. Okay, so I'm yes. right. Yes, good answer, Mikey. Uh, it is Tennessee whiskey. Uh, it's smooth like Tennessee whiskey. Sweet as Tennessee whiskey. Strawberry wine. No, sweet like candy <laughs> to my soul. Uh, but sweet no, it's, you rock and sweet you roll. Uh, I put this side by side with uh, the Dickel Nine, the nine-year-old Dickel, and would you call me? <laughs> And it's uh, it's pretty damn similar. From Bill Cosby jokes to Catholic jokes, fuck this. This show's done, man. <laughs> yeah, if we're done. Well, it could have been a Michael Jackson joke too. You know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Adam, what do you got tonight? I actually have something from the gift basket, uh, the gifts that we got as well. I am drinking the Creature Comfort Reclaimed Rye Amber Ale, which is the darkest is, amber did, ale did, I've ever seen. But did we all get really the uh, Reclaimed Rye? I know Tim and I did because I have two books. I don't remember what I drank, yeah. but it was good. It's gone. It's really good. So it's gone. It. Well, I like it. Yeah. Well, you also have to realize I wasn't drinking in January, so. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Me, mostly neither. Yeah, I mean, I had a few drinks in Chicago. But sometimes. From what I remember. One. You've never been to Chicago, Adam? No, I remember Chicago. I had a. <laughs> I, the only place I it's the, the Edison, Edison I've never doesn't remember. <laughs> Chicago I remember most of. It, the Edison I've never been to. It got fuzzy. I mostly remember. It got fuzzy. Somewhat remember and almost remember, but then there's mostly remember. No, but it got fuzzy, but it wasn't like to the point of like not ever going. Like the Edison. Like the Edison. Exactly. <laughs> Which we still What's never been to. Uh, Stephanie would say otherwise. Right, you weren't there. there either. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. I wasn't there. <laughs> I have a pair of pants that say otherwise, too. <laughs> you wear pants? <laughs> the, the, <laughs> Not that night, hardly. <laughs> um, Mikey, what do you got tonight? Uh, you can just copy-paste uh, Tim's uh, statement there. I'm also having some of that fantastic Kirkland bourbon, because uh, thanks to uh, the Alverson twins for supplying that to me. They're not twins. Oh, that's not really twins. creepy. Wow. They're not Luke and Leia. Well, I mean, it is South Carolina. Damn. Fuck you. <laughs> I thought you meant like, I thought that was Luke and, and Laura. No, Luke and Leia. Never mind. Wow, you're going that's way back with Luke and Laura. Yeah, I'm thinking Young and the Restless. Who watches the Young and the Restless? Is that still on? Dude, I don't go into work till 4 o'clock, so I watch my stories when I'm folding laundry. <laughs> oh, don't ask no. me how I know, but Luke and Laura's not young and the restless since General Hospital. You didn't just call them your Close stories. Enough. Well, what else are they do called? You, they come on after Price is Right and before the Wayne Brady. Oh, boy. Wow, you know that's yeah. a little scary. I, ho- I hope to well, God you're knitting it's while you're watching It's because he's not fucking kidding. Well, he just said he's folding laundry. <laughs> Tritton's like, no, he's right. That's when it comes on. And it, somewhere in the middle of there, you got the talk. I'll do you one better, Mikey. We used to not be home during the day. We recorded Price is Right and watched it when we got home from work. I'm terrified. <laughs> I, I prefer I'm, I'm I used to watch all my children. What? 100, like 
when I was in school because I was a sick kid, so I was home on the couch watching it with my mom. What's the one with Dr. Drake Ramore in it? <laughs> That's Days of Our Lives. <laughs> I used to watch Days of Our Lives when I worked night shift. I just want everybody to know that that old asshole named Victor is still alive. I don't know what any of this means. I, I don't know. Susan Lucci, everyone. See, I, Susan Lucci was on All My Children. <laughs> That's, That's All My the Children. The only one I can remember. All My Children. Well, since you watch Murder, She Wrote Now, I expect a check for $12 on my birthday. <laughs> $12.50. Sucking on a Werther's candy. Sitting on your plastic-covered couch while you fill that one out. You know, Adam, when I was a kid, I didn't I didn't watch, you know, daytime shows, but I never missed an episode of Dynasty. Never watched Dynasty. My God, M- Mikey, Mikey, enough. The hole is getting deep. <laughs> yeah. And people were giving me shit for watching The Bachelor. Oh, well. Yeah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, the Bachelor or fucking JRU right. in Dallas? Uh, uh, I'm taking Patrick Duffy every at time. At least there was more of a chance of girls slapping each other on Dynasty. Oh, no, there's a really good chance of girls slapping each other on The Bachelor. Yeah, and then they'll make out. Uh, that's true. At least uh, you weren't watching Real Housewives of some different place. I have oh, no. never no, watched Real Housewives. I refuse to watch that. Every single one. And damn proud. I don't mind, I don't, <laughs> I don't mind watching some shows with my wife. Because, you know, it's it's quality time. It's, I mean, look, Craig Basong pointed out, uh, the best thing I had going that night was my wife next to me. That's really it. I mean, truth be told. The show's terrible. What show? Uh, the Bachelor. Scott, I'll save you. Trenton, what are you drinking? I used to make fun of Stephanie for watching Gilmore Girls, and then I sat down next to her and started watching it one day, and I'm I like, like why is Paris being such a bitch to Rory today? <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck is happening to me? I like Gilmore so, Girls. It's not a bad show. Couldn't get into it. It's really not. There's a whole Disney podcast about it. <laughs> couldn't get into it. This is Tried true. Tried to watch it. Melissa, Mac- Miss, Melissa McCarthy was still a good actress. Yes. Um, uh, shout out to Pennsylvania Shooters. I'm just drinking Yingling. Oh. Younglings. Yeah, I'm about to kill some younglings. <laughs> kill some younglings. <laughs> Did you see did you see the meme that was going around that had uh, young Anakin and when he walked into the Jedi Temple and he's wearing the um, pirate hat from Spongebob? No. No. And this is when Anakin walked into the Jedi Temple and says, are you ready, kids? <laughs> <laughs> I like the one where he's sitting in the field with like the picnic basket. He's got a yingling and it says, I saw Anakin killing yinglings and he's just drinking a bunch of Yeah, oh yeah, I saw that one. It's the um, but tonight, aye, aye, tonight I also broke into the uh, the raw gift package and uh, grabbed the bottle of Blanton's Black oh, from uh, Brian Adams. It was so good. Oh, yeah. That was the first thing I drank. I bet it was. So uh, this is a specialty for the Japanese market. It's it, Now, normal Blanton's is 93 proof. This is, uh, this is proof down to 80 for the Japanese market because, you know, like I've said on many shows, they like their whiskey a little bit lighter and a little bit fruitier. Um, and that's why I like it better. They're, they're a smaller people, Scott. Well, that's true. I'm a I'm a giant in Japan. I definitely like that better than regular Blanton's for sure, which makes sense. It's really sweet. You could get some pretzels. They'll make you thirsty while you drink that. They're delicious, by the way. Carly Olsen? Oh, my God. We don't have any more pretzels. <laughs> Adam finished both bags. He said two bags. He ate them all on us. I'm a fat kid, y'all don't realize. <laughs> I just thought our local mom and pop hardware store, I walked in there and they have like cases of those pretzels sitting there. And I was like, oh, holy crap, you got the pretzels. They're like, yeah, nobody's buying them. It's uh, it's definitely lighter. It's lighter than regular Blanton's. Um, I, think I, I think I prefer the original single barrel, the tan label. I think it's a little bit, got a little more heat to it. This lifts off to nothingness. But it's good. It's very sweet. I loved it. 
I, I like that. I know you do. I enjoyed it. Oh, I, I enjoy it. There's no doubt about it. I would, if I could find a bottle that's, that's not in Japan, because that's really the only place you're going to find it. Well, how did Brian Adams get it? Did he ever say how he got the bottle? I don't know. I don't think we asked. He did not say. Uh, Maybe he's got I don't a connection. Think we, we don't kiss and tell, I believe. I believe so. Mm-hmm. I'll do a lot more than kiss for that. I like that. <laughs> so, Brian Adams, if you want, uh, <laughs> if take you want him to send to, Trenton some. Take Trenton to the Edison because he doesn't wear pants there. And you're good to go. Nope. <laughs> the easy access pants. I had them on when I first got there, but then someone decided that the hole needed to be bigger that was already ripped in the crotch. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> I don't know if we've gone over this story before yet. Yeah. Um, yeah, multiple times. It's Mike good. got a fistful. Very, it's, a, it's a very good whiskey. <laughs> Needs a little more heat, though. Yeah. <laughs> now I got to try, the, I, I try the, uh, the barrel-proof one. I just like Ugh. the gold. Oh, yeah. those, what, uh, the gold one? Which one was that? Barrel proof. Oh, gold. that was real good. <laughs> that was my... Yeah, I want to try barrel proof. Tonight, we are venturing into Tomorrowland. It's, it's something we actually haven't really touched on in the show. We've not really done... Too much to, to change around Tomorrowland at all, right? It's because when you're standing in the hub and you look at all the other areas, you say, these are the these are the areas we reign over. And they go, Dad, what's that over there? And you go, That's Tomorrowland. We we must never we go there. Some of the stuff in Tomorrowland. <laughs> I love Tomorrowland. Place. I I love what? it. Name one good attraction. I still like Space, Space Mountain, Mountain as much as you hate nah. it. People mover. Carousel Progress. People mover. Um, people mover is great. I've right. never okay. heard of either of those, Scott, but I like Cosmic Rays. <laughs> the people mover is great. Lightyear? Oh. Jesus Christ. Um, uh, what is it called? Buzz Lightyear's fun. I like Buzz Lightyear. Blow that space frog up. <laughs> space frog. I, I enjoy <laughs> MILF. MILF's lost. I once you've it. seen that show twice. Uh, MILF does nothing for me. Once you've seen that show twice, it's nothing. I, I enjoy it, but then, it, you know, it's it's really heavily dependent on how much the audience interacts. Like, if you get a dead audience, it's, it's no fun. But if you get a good audience and some 13-year-old kid says he uh, had hot Cheetos for breakfast... But yeah, tonight we're gonna go into Tomorrowland, and we're gonna we're gonna bring back one of our most popular segments, the Armchair Imagineer. Bum, bum, bum. Now, was this voted on? There will be Everyone a poll it. several times to be the most popular. Segment. Everybody likes it. We are gonna we're we've decided to uh, to take our stab at Armchair Imagineering the Speedway to see what we can come up with that Disney should listen and take our advice. So, without further ado. I give you our armchair Imagineer segment. Who wants to go first? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo, catch a tiger by the toe. If he hollers, go. Eeny, Adam. Adam. Mikey. <laughs> I don't know what kind of voodoo Adam was doing there, but it fucking works. Is this the naughty? Yeah. did this? I did this that one, one too. Never, I never played any reindeer games growing um, up. Boys. But wait, you know, I don't think he included himself when he was doing any meeny miny mo. So he kind of cheated. I didn't. See, <laughs> he cheated. Well, then Scott can go second. No, Tim he has to go second because Tim gets too drunk to remember what he wants to say when we do. <laughs> All right, Mikey. So uh, with the with the announcement of. Uh, the Tomorrowland Speedway closing temporarily so that, that we can put in the Tron attraction and then reducing its space, we have a pretty sizable plot to work with here. It's a lot of real estate it is. that uh, is is really wasted 
uh, with the Tomorrowland Speedway. I mean, it's the the attraction is a bit of a novelty, and it and it, it wears off as you get older than the age of like thirteen because you can fucking go anywhere and, and, and drive a go kart as long as you can reach the pedals, and you get to the uh, Tomorrowland Speedway, and and you know you get this uh, pretend go kart driving experiment. So experience. So. Um, when I was thinking about uh, making use of that space, I, I got to thinking about my opinion of Magic Kingdom. And to me, it's, it's supposed to be all about kids. Uh, I, I love that there are more um, attractions at the Magic Kingdom that can be ridden by someone of, quote, any height, I guess, uh, than really any of the other parks. So I'm a firm believer that I want the more majority of these attractions to be in the Magic Kingdom and have low height requirements. And... Uh, that's why I was looking at some kind of uh, indoor, putting like a dark ride or an Omnimover or something like there, and, and, and that's what I ended up replacing it with. Uh, I wanted to do something that was kind of new, but kind of, uh, you know, harkens back to the, the tried and true uh, attractions uh, from, from the park. So uh, I went with uh, a ride that, uh, thank God I'm going first, um, someone else may have something similar to this. But uh, I'm going. It's called Leaving the Robinsons. We've all seen the movie Meet the Robinsons. Well, the ride's called Leaving the Robinsons, and uh, I want uh, the exterior of of your ride building. You know, you're going to have a lot of bright green landscaping, and you'll see the uh, the kind of futuristic, retro futuristic home of uh, Cornelius Robinson. And um, you know, you you enter through the front door as as you queue up, and you're basically uh, walking between a pair of planters that have uh, Dimitri and Spike, the, the twins, and they kind of bicker back and forth, kind of like the animatronic out in front of Nemo in Epcot. Um, you you kind of walk past... Yeah. The mine. The mine. Mine. Oh, yeah, the mines, the seagulls. Uh, so you, you enter the, uh, the ride building, and you've got, uh, you've got your queue, which will basically kind of look like the interior of the Robinson home. Um, they'll have... You know, long hallways and switchbacks, and, and behind the doors, you can hear some of the characters, you know, that featured in the movie going about their business. Uh, a crack door could uh, uh, have the, uh, the sound of uh, the frog band rehearsing, you know, coming out of it, and you can pass, uh, you know, display tables set up uh, in the hallways and stuff that have some, uh, some of Lewis, uh, Lewis's uh, inventions from when he was a boy. You know, and stuff like that, and they're kind of interactive, where you can mess with them and play with them and stuff like that, and uh, just you know keep you busy as you walk through the the queue line, which eventually empties into like a large room that is uh, the garage uh, where the time machine gets kept, and you know your line, your queue line, kind of splits in in two, um, and you 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 see, uh, I guess, your first uh, view of the. Uh, of the ride vehicle. It's uh, going to be kind of a, an art deco futuristic flying car, like, you know, what you see in the movies. Um, it's going to have, uh, it's going to accommodate six riders. And, you know, you won't really have like a bubble windshield like you see in like the Jetsons or anything like that. Um, but, you know, you will have uh, like an arm kind of comes up and Holds like a viewing square, a viewing screen, which is really important, you know, uh, to the ride. I'll I'll touch on that here in a minute. Um, there's no steering control because what what you're what you're getting into is kind of uh, uh, an, an autonomous 
uh, kind of kind of vehicle. But what uh, what I like about this that makes it interesting and different from from other Omni movers is that instead of it being affixed to the floor, this one's actually suspended from the ceiling, and it's suspended on an articulated arm that has a kind of an elbow joint, which allows the attraction to raise and lower uh, the ride vehicle um, while it's moving, but it's also got another uh, cylinder that allows it to adjust its, uh, it, its roll, I guess, so it can actually rotate uh, on a horizontal axis, you know, to kind of simulate banking uh, in turns and, and stuff like that to kind of add a little bit to the, to the immersion that you're, that, you're, that you're flying, coupled with the fact that you can look out and down and there's no tracks underneath you. Granted, they're above you, but they have to get, you know, painted to kind of blend in, you know, and, and hide. Um, so as you're uh, entering the garage, uh, you'll see some anima- the animatronic of uh, Carl, the, uh, the robot from the movie. And uh, he's uh, inviting you to get in the vehicles. And you realize that he's actually trying to hurry you into the vehicles and rush you on the way. Because the uh, whole garage starts shaking and rumbling because it's it's being attacked by a giant Doris uh, unit, which which was you know the little bowler hat, the flat hat thing with the doors. Um, so yeah, you're going to get in the uh, Robinson Autonomous Driving Carriage or Rad Car for short, and. Uh, you know, as you get in, it takes off, and the screen lights up, uh, and you get uh, kind of a, um, what would you call it, I guess, a diagnostic as it, as it runs the vehicle through the through the tests and stuff uh, to make sure it's good, and you take off. You'll uh, actually exit and uh, make a turn around a tree, and you come right in front of you is the city of, uh, what do they call it, they call it Today Land in the, uh, in the movie. And uh, you kind of start approaching that. So as you're as you're driving around on your screen, you'll either be uh, communicated to by either Carl or Wilbur. Um, it'll vary from one one vehicle to the next. And they're basically telling you, "We're getting you out of here. Don't worry. Doris uh, is is on, is is pursuing you, but we have an idea how to get rid of her." And to show you that Doris is coming up, it it basically has like a rear view camera. That will show like a pre-rendered scene of the vehicle with Doris coming up at you, uh, you know, and you can uh, you can kind of hear it and everything as the uh, as the robot is is coming after you. But ahead, you see um, today land, and and you kind of merge into traffic. And what what I'm hoping for with this is the the, the cars. Uh, you'll actually go into traffic with cars going past you and in front of you as uh, you try to blend in and hide from Doris and you get to see a lot of the cool you know interior uh, of the city and you get to see a lot of the, uh, the, 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 the signs and the storefronts and stuff like that to really immerse you and make you feel like you're in a, a world of, of tomorrow. Uh, Doris shows up again and you do like an evasive maneuver where the, uh, the vehicle actually lifts off the uh, further off the ground to fly over some cars that's what that articulated arm does lifts it up and banks you banks you out as uh you you continue to uh, be pursued by by doris that is closing in fast um the video camera shows her coming in super fast super tight and actually you feel her uh get stuck into the back of the car with the little uh you know appendages she's got like them them 
almost scissor-like spiked appendages and they bury into the back of the car and whoever's sitting in the back seat kind of sucks for them because they get that little bit of a pink in their back uh, a nod to uh, uh, tough to be a bug so you can kind of feel that and the camera shows uh, a close-up of the door's face uh, or eye I guess uh, she's trying to get free and the, the the car banks and turns and stuff and jostles you around trying to shake her off and it won't do it until uh, Wilbur's like, hey, I, I know what to do. And you end up heading straight for the uh, the Robinson uh, building uh, where Cornelius would, uh, would be working. And um, you go right through the front doors into the elevator. Uh, so you actually go into the interior and you go into this elevator and the vehicle will come to a stop. Well, the elevator doors close behind you, and in closing behind you, it kind of chops off the uh, the doors unit that was attached to you, like a mini doors. Um, and you start the elevator raises up, um, or it feels like it's raising up. It, it's really not, but there's rumbling and stuff like that. Like the haunted mansion. You, uh, yeah, like the haunted mansion, like the stretching room. So you think it's actually raising up, and the doors opposite from where you came in slide open, and you see you're in Cornelius's office with huge window panes in front of you that are all you know LCD or LED screens showing uh, you know the city today land laid out, and looming off in the distance is like a huge mecha Doris, uh, and the whole premise is you know uh, Carl has figured out why Doris is there and why she's chasing you. It's because one of you in the vehicle is an unauthorized time traveler from the past and it'll actually show that individual on the display screen kind of uh, a nod to star tours a little bit and you know we got to get this guy out of here and back to his time or gal back to their time or whatever so um big doors start shooting lasers and blowing the windows out and uh, a lot of wind starts pouring in so they say we got to go and uh, you don't really get shot out because I want this to be an all-ages ride, but you, you begin moving forward toward the busted-out window, and that's when two more laser blasts come in, and it cuts out all the lights, which allow um, the panels, the windows on, to kind of open up, and since it's dark, you don't realize what's happening, and that's when you come out and you go into about like a 15-foot drop. It's not super steep. It's similar to Pirates, I guess, uh, but it's just enough to kind of freak you out and scare you a little bit. And uh, lots of flashes and lights as you're going down through there. And that's when you, during that and the flashing lights, that's when you be, come back to present day. And uh, you realize that you are uh, actually in a, in a small alleyway. You know, the smoke clears and you're like in this back alley type area. And, uh, you know, you've got, uh, you got Wilbur or Carl on the intercom letting you know that... Um, Without the ability to time travel herself, the Doris uh, unit was left in the future of Todayland and couldn't continue the pursuit. Um, so once they get the traveler uh, off the uh, off the boat, then they'll be able to take care and and you know get the car back. I call it a boat. Get the car back to the to the, the the future time but unfortunately you'll have to find your own way back to the future <laughs> um you're reminded uh again they, they display the guy's photograph on the screen to contact this particular individual to talk to them about time traveling since they've already done it once before and uh, you'll exit the car 
you'll um, walk out the backside of this alleyway, and that's when you realize, you know, you, you, you walk back out into Tomorrowland, but you're, you're kind of um, facing towards Fantasyland, I guess, or, yeah, towards Fantasyland, and there's a facade of the, uh, the, uh, the orphanage where um, Lewis, uh, you know, was, was raised, and that's kind of what you're walking past and stuff like that, and that's, uh, walk on into Fantasyland, uh, I guess, and go around Dumbo. So when do, when when does this take place in the timeline? Is it all all after Meet the Robinsons, or is it like in the middle or before? No, this would take place. Um, this would take place after because while you're in the queue, you can hear uh, you know Lewis playing around and stuff like that, or working on inventions and stuff like that. Okay, along with uh, Goob, uh, Mister Goobian. Uh, complaining about it being him being too loud because he wants to take a nap and stuff like that. So this, this takes place after the movie when uh, uh, the bowler hat guy is, is no longer quite so evil. That's why it's only Doris and not necessarily um, the older Goobian. Okay. No, I... When, when, when do we get to see Tiny? <laughs> yeah, that's the only part that's missing. I, I know, and this is, trust me, I scaled it down. Oh, okay. From what I had before, uh, I, I didn't go into too much detail about what you run or what you encounter as you're running through the city or as you're flying through the city. Um, you know, in, in my mind's eye and my details, you actually that's that's part of the 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 concept of going through the city. My original iteration of this was for the vehicle to be controlled the the up and down by the person riding up front, like. What is it, Triceratops spin or whatever? Yeah. Right. Um, but then I thought, well, yeah, but you fit, put six people on here and some kid sits in the back and can't do anything. And you're at the whim of, because I wanted it to almost be like two different rides, depending on if you were at starting elevation or, uh, you know, eight feet higher by, by ascending as you were going around. Um, but I, I decided against that. That way everybody would have the same experience. No, no I, I, I enjoy this. I think this would be a good addition. It kind of keeps Tomorrowland from being uh, outdated. It, this is a kind of Tomorrowland ride that could keep from being outdated. My only question I is, just, is Meet the Robinsons popular enough that people are going to flock to this? I think it will be. I mean, we all know the movie. Yeah, if you make it... I mean, yeah. If you make it exciting enough, people are going to care who it is. And it, and it sounds awesome. I mean, I think the ride sounds awesome. I just... I, I My only concern would be that people... That wasn't See, a I super, can, super popular movie. But I can... I. I mean, granted, as popular... <laughs> Neither was Zootopia. As popular as Avatar was, it's not necessarily well-liked. And that area, because of an amazing attraction, gets a lot of attention. So, I mean, if, if the attraction's good enough, I don't think it matters what the actual story is, unfortunately, behind it. I can't That's agree with point. Adam enough here. I think this is the opportunity to make a great ride with something is an IP that a lot of people don't know about or haven't seen the movie and make that movie popular. I mean, this could revitalize a movie like meet the Robinsons. If you put a good ride with a so, so IP and it works out really well, you can revitalize that movie. And Disney's not against taking movies that are seven, eight, nine years old and giving them an attraction all of a sudden. Well, shit, it took 25 years to get Little Mermaid. Shit, she's got two. We're getting Mickey Mouse fucking next Finally. year. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> Nine years, years later. Fair enough. Nine years later. When, when did Ratatouille come out? 2003. 2013? No. Oh, really? Three. 
Okay, so and we're just now. Granted, France had it first, but Epcot or whatever locally, stateside, we're just now getting a Ratatouille ride. Hey. So it's not outside the realms of possibility for them to dig back in the well and, and pull out. You Lion know. King and Beauty and the Beast still technically don't have rides. They've only ever had attractions. True. Shows. Yeah. No, Beauty and the Beast has one, I want to say, in Japan or is getting one in Japan. I think they're getting one in Japan. They're getting one, yeah. You're yeah, so, I mean, Beauty and the Beast is getting one. No, awesome, awesome attraction, Mikey. I really I really dig this. It could uh, it could certainly revitalize me, the Robinsons. I didn't upload my uh, 3D renderings. I know, I'm, I'm waiting sorry. for this. We're waiting for the 3D yeah. renderings and the artist, uh, uh, artist rendition of this. Now, it, it, it's like, it goes like this. All right, awesome, awesome attraction. So, Tim, you're next. Timmy. Timmy. All right, so one of the things about Tomorrowland Speedway is, it's really, to my opinion, it's not quite Tomorrowland. It's not quite Fantasyland. It's kind of like a bastard child of the park because you can put anything. Yeah, it's, it, not quite it's a, a weird location. It's a weird location. One of the franchises I think that is sorely underrepresented in the parks is Cars. Yes. Came up with it. We're going to kind of do a reimagining of Radiator Springs Racers from DCA, but because Tron is going there, you don't have the height to fully build Ornament Valley mm. and Radiator Springs. So it's going to be an indoor kind of dock ride, trackless. There's going to be two separate storylines that you can go on on this ride. One, you can ride a Lightning McQueen card, follow that storyline, and the other one is you can ride Tomato. Like Georgia style, riding the back of the pickup truck? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Awful. He can swing from his hook. Oh, God. It'd be great if he was towing the vehicle. Yes. <laughs> He's swinging you. I'm <laughs> sorry, Tim. It's, it, it, sorry. I'm, I'm done. He is now. <laughs> <laughs> so, for the Lightning McQueen side, you can have some of the scenes from the original if you haven't ever written the original in Disneyland. It kind of follows the first movie. So you're going to have the scene where he goes tipping tractors with Tomato, which those scene, that scene is going to overlap. So that both vehicles are going to be in that scene together. And the, the two ride vehicles that interact with each other as you're going through that scene. But for the Lightning McQueen one, you're also going to ride through Miss Fritter's racing school. Ooh, fun where she's teaching racers the art of demolition derby and she tries to get you into a practice derby and your ride vehicle has to dodge all the other uh, students' vehicles as you're running through her school. You're also going to have a drag race with Cruz Ramirez. What? Do you want to say something, Scott? I... I'm just getting chubbed up thinking about this. <laughs> he wants this attraction. It's kind of half his right now. Oh. I was trying to figure out a way to incorporate Jackson into this, but I, I really couldn't figure that out. Just give me Lewis Hamilton calling up my speed. I could do that. So now for the Tomator side, it's going to be a little bit of slower, a little bit laid back. Tomator's going to take you on a tour of what he does throughout the day. Uh, he's going to go tipping tractors with Lightning McQueen. He's going to scare himself with ghost stories. And then he's going to fall asleep 
while he's driving. N. When he falls asleep, he dreams of espionage and spies. Curse you! <laughs> you're gonna get. <laughs> you're gonna go on a secret mission with, with Finn McMissile. Exploded. <laughs> yeah, can someone send Andrea a message? She needs to bring him a couple of towels. I love. You're gonna go on a mission with Finn McMissile, and that's where the interactive part is going to come in and you can determine the outcome of the mission based on some touch points on the car and then at the end of it Mater's going to wake up not knowing what happened and he's going to exclaim that nothing ever exciting happens in Radiator Springs Tim please stop I can only get so erect right now (laughs) you're hurting this man (laughs) This. I don't know how he's able to cram a whole ride into that small amount of time. <laughs> Meanwhile, I've got fucking eight pages over here, and I, and I left half the shit out. <laughs> uh, I didn't want too much detail because, as everybody knows, when we do these things, and the drunker I get, the more I stumble. <laughs> it's like, I make it short, sweet, done, move on to the next oh, person. Oh, man. I First of all, Tim's right. There is nothing more underrepresented at Walt Disney World than their biggest franchise on the Pixar side, and that's Cars. Mm, uh, except for no, Toy Story. I just get to have to agree. Toy, Toy Story's Story. a lot bigger. Well, but is it underrepresented? In, yeah. It's got in a land. In world it is. Cars? In world it is. In world it is. In world it absolutely is. It's only represented I mean, in we're getting land. the Lightning McQueen's Racing School, which is basically a meet and greet inside with Cruz okay, and I Lightning. I thought, I thought he was saying Toy Story was underrepresented. No, no. he was saying that Cars was the know. biggest Car- franchise. Cars is better than Yes. You You know what, Scott? I've been trying to be really good about this year, but you're just not right. I I I like it better. I like it better. Mm -hmm. The the fun jokes, the the hidden nuances, Mm -hmm. the uh, inside jokes. I like cars better than Toy Story. No, we're Trenton on this one. I'm with Scott. I'm sorry. That's fine. You did what in your cup? I'm yeah, sorry. Exactly. I cannot watch toys. I can't what watch Cars 2. I'm happy that a tornado in a trailer park. I cannot watch Is that it. a tattoo I see? Is that some pinstripe action? Exactly. I, I don't think Larry the Cable Guy's funny. I don't think Owen Wilson's good. Wow. 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 Really, true. Wow. I don't wow. think it's bad. I love Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, you're sitting guy. over there with Billy Zane. It's I don't dislike cars. I just don't think that it's better than fucking Toy There's Story. There's no way it's better than Toy Story. Billy Zane. Wow. No, I never cried watching yeah, cars. Hey, you, exactly. you guys are the Actually, best way no, to settle. I, I did. I cried at Cars 3. I did. I, I, I cried at Cars 2 because I was like, I sat through this. This is so bad. I, I, I love know, Cars 2. Yeah. What did I do to get punished to watch this too. movie? But no, Tim, Tim is right. Cars is sorely, sorely misrepresented in the parks. I mean, That's there's true. nothing. It's got a resort. Yeah. Even... Not really. I mean, uh, it got a, a section. Yeah, it, well, they also removed the Pixar place walk in, uh, or the Pixar walk in uh, Hollywood Studios, so that you can't even take your picture with Lightning McQueen down there anymore. Well, that's because it's inside at yeah, Lightning McQueen's them. Racing School coming in in uh, June. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah. So I, I would love to see some cars represented in the park. I think what they did over at Art of Animation, if if any of if you guys have been over there it's to beautiful. to walk through it, it's amazing. It's insane. It's and insane. I love the 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 videos. There's blogs about them creating these essentially fiber, you know, fiber plastic uh, cars, and then finding a way to get the paint on the bumper chrome looking without it actually being chrome because you can't have chrome on thermoplastic. 
it, it's really cool. I would love to see cars in the in the resort or in the. Parks. I must say, Tim, I'm glad you went a different way other than trying to recreate Radiator Springs Racers because if you tried to do it in that amount of space, it would just would fall flat. Mm-hmm. I think. Well, yeah, and I didn't want to do that because we have test track. Yeah. I think if you tried to remake that ride here on a smaller scale, people would compare it and it would be terrible. No, it would have to you be have a to go in a different direction. Yeah, you couldn't do it. And I love yeah. this idea of having... And the room is not there to make it that, to make that. I mean, you could put it in what Test Track is, for sure, but it wouldn't fit what Test Track is. Well, I don't think you could put it with test where yeah, Test Track is. Because they'd have to tear the whole you building could. down. You'd have to tear the whole building down. You'd have to... Well, yeah, you, but the, the footprint is there. Yeah, the footprint would be there. But it wouldn't, theming-wise, it wouldn't. No. They're not tearing that building down. The only place it would have... Don't they there. run two vehicles at the same time? Yes. Who? Yeah, you race. Yeah. Yeah. Right. right. <coughs> no. No, in Radio no, Springs. Radio Springs, racers. Oh, Radio Springs, yeah. Yeah, you race. No, I would love to see this because it makes it rewritable a uh, couple of times. And you're certainly going to not just go through the same ride over and over and over again. And you're going to get some different perspective. I, I like this. I like it a lot. And I love the the uh, the Cars 2 section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, we, and I figured make it made her dream because that's what mm-hmm. unofficially, officially, they've decided to call. And any time you can yeah. put Sir Michael Caine into uh, into my park, I, I dig that. Just can't. Basically, it's yeah. the middle part of uh, Manny Adventures and Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Yeah. Get the dream sequence going. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 we, we also call that the epilepsy cycle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, I, I dig this. Now I've calmed down. Thanks, Tim. Thanks for that. I need a well, cigarette. Scott's got to go take a cold shower. What you guys don't know, f- fourth wall break, Scott had to go take a cold shower. Now he's back. He's smoking a cigarette. He has oh, his robot. Wiping the sweat off his forehead. Was it good for you too, Tim? hope that was as good for you as it was for me. God. <laughs> it was. I, I was like, and I redid this four times because what you guys don't know is this episode was, what, three months? <laughs> a month and a half. It kept Literally a month and a half. back. And my initial idea, which I'll tell later after everybody does theirs, was totally different. All right. Um, okay. Adam. Mm. See, what <laughs> hey. I'm going to do is I'm going to put people in airtight cars and send them down a mountain <laughs> in water and pray that they don't die at the end. <laughs> Asphyxia the ride. <laughs> well, people can hold their breath for about a minute. Adam. Yo. It is your turn to, uh, to reimagine this Tomorrowland Speedway. All right. Or just get rid of it. Well, I got rid of it. I think we all will. Um, I had a few ideas to how to try and save it, but they were weird. So I kind of went with a Wally theme. You son of a bitch. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Dole Scott's idea. Dirty son of a bitch. Again? I like it. Well, that's what you get for not going first. This is why you you didn't mean to mind you mow yourself. So this is your own fault now. I should have. It's your own fault. So, um, for the opening of the building, I'm going to have by and large. Like the storefront almost. <clears throat> and make it like, you know, just because you need a queue. And it was the easiest way I can get you inside the ride and inside the theme. The, you can, when you walk in, you see the supermarket. And as you're going through the queue, the items are getting less and less. And in the display, you're going to see the chair. The floating chair from like the people chair. Oh. The people, the people mover chair, the, the axiom, axiom. yes. <laughs> the uh, axiom? When, well, the axiom is actually the ship. Mm-hmm. Well, no, the, those chairs yes. were on the axiom. Yes. The lazy people chairs. Lazy people, those are godsends. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> so, 
They had no bones left because they were just old gelatinous ooze from sitting on the chairs. Yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> that, that happens now, too. It's called My 600-Pound Life. <laughs> that was the grossest thing I ever heard on show. So, <laughs> Mikey gets chubbed up about quick. gelatinous people? <laughs> yeah. I almost spit my bourbon out all over my desk. <laughs> it's, it's the vagilatinous people that get me chubbed up. Wow. Oh. I almost just vomited all that bourbon that I just almost spit on my desk. I think I think I threw up in my mouth a little bit. All right. Chairs. So by the time you walk through, you're actually getting to this earth, how earth was represented it, towards the beginning of Wally. Where it's everything and you're cu- there are cubes of garbage everywhere. So you get on and you're actually a Wally unit. So basically how it works is the first scene. It'll be I'm thinking it's either going to be two people per car or possibly four people per car back to back. But I haven't figured out the whole thing yet. So your first scene here is actually um, everybody kind of likes the interactive rides. No matter... What you can do, as long as you can control them in some way. So the first thing you're going to have like a video screen. The cars are going to be able to move back and forth. Like towards the screen and away from the screen. And what you're going to do is you're going to have virtual Wally arms that are controlled with like joysticks. That you're able to scoop the garbage off to the screen to make cubes. So the more cubes you make, the more garbage you collect. The higher your score will be. Scott's looking more and more angry with me. Scott went from <laughs> orgasming to steaming mad in a matter of... I am deeply depressed right now. <laughs> Jumped up to inverted. Let's go. <laughs> well, you were fisting navel, so I don't know what the fuck is going on. Oh, right. Yeah, Scott's getting pegged. Oh, oh this hurts. <laughs> in the second scene, once you're done with that minigame, you get into the second minigame. So this is almost going to be like a Tetris-style game, where now you actually have to stack cubes and fit cubes into those big towers that you see. Of so the, trash. What? Cubes of trash. Pretty much. Well, that's what cubes it was in the movie. Mm-hmm. I know. That's my favorite part of the movie. I'm just glad you you incorporated that part when he just puts it all in there and he just... Bleh, and then the big <laughs> cube of garbage comes out. I love that part of the movie. The first time I watched it, I was like, this is the best. I can just watch him do this for hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I Listen, I've wanted Sphero to make a oh, robotic Wally. Wally you have to understand. Wally ever, was and they have it. One of my all time favorite movies. An in home trash compactor that you just put your garbage in and goes, it just spits out a big cube. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adam. I just, I'm so glad you brought that part into this. So after that stacking game's over, though, again, the one who. Whoever's in the car, the higher you get, the more points you score. It's that simple. Third scene has you getting actually onto the Axum. And this is where a little bit more of a track-based ride would come on. And now you're... Yes. <laughs> Scott's really fucking pissed. I stole his own fucking idea. <laughs> Scott, Scott's going to edit yours out to be last. Keep going. I mean... <laughs> keep going with my ride. <laughs> And what's going to happen here is you're actually racing through the chairs on the ship trying to get to the end where Eve is actually sitting outside the ship. 
The end of the attraction is actually you're chasing after Eve in space. And you have the little... What you're going to have is the little... Um, he uses a fire extinguisher to propel himself. So you'll actually have a turbo button on your kit dashboard to give yourself a little bit extra boost of speed every now and then. And at the end you catch Eve. Eve has the plant and... You know, you get back it's on the axe. The best part of the movie. Everything is good. And I'm sorry, Scott. It's okay. <laughs> so I have a question, just like Mikey. Where's Mo? I want Mo in this. Again, Mo. Mo. Mo didn't fit because I would have to get him into the. In order for me to make Mo fit, I couldn't figure out a way to make it the ride actually flow, and have you fall into that compact trash compactor thing. Because that's basically where that whole Mo things, and then well, you can make Mo that make little cameos here and there, like a little yeah. I mean, Mo's. he could be in the act. I'm like running after you, maybe cleaning up while you're racing through the fat people. <laughs> cleaning, up, cleaning up fat people's gelatinous ooze. <laughs> the gelatinous ooze while you're fisting a navel orange. I don't fucking know because the juice gets everywhere and that's messy and acidic. Uh, no, I because <laughs> you know those people got greasy farts. I mean, you know they do. That sure is uh, a meaty wedge. <laughs> no, this is a this is a this is an attraction. I think this is a franchise that also gets no love. No love for at and, all. And sadly, because this is love a great film. Andrew Stanton a great made movie. a fantastic film. Love don't this do movie. a two. Just do not there's, sequel this. Leave it alone. There's no need for a sequel. Yeah, a sequel. Not. Oh, they will. You can't do a sequel for this. It doesn't make sense. You can't do a sequel no. to this. It's a one. It should done. be, and I hope it will. The story doesn't allow for it. Because where it ends, it just. You're going to end up with another situation it's, like Cars 2. I'm sorry. Cars 2 wasn't a great yeah. movie. And yeah, you are. You're just going to put it out for the sake of putting it out. Well, okay. So Disney will make a Wally 2. Eventually, I don't think probably. So. I don't think a live action Wally. Wally. Live action Wally. No, I love, the, I, love the, I love the movie. Love the you mean idea short for circuit? the ride. That came before <laughs> right? Wally, though. Short circuit. Johnny Five is alive. There's Nova. Disassemble. Isn't there a short circuit? Well, funny, and funny thing is, I actually just read a story <coughs> about Wally today. I didn't even know Adam was doing this. Andrew Stanton, when he was directing the movie, could not get through the scene where put on your Sunday mm-hmm. clothes without crying. It's it's his longing for companionship. It's it's, it's amazing. It's such a great yeah. movie. It really it's, is. If you ever felt I, I, isolated, if you ever felt truly alone, you will feel something for this robot. Like when when Wally is like first of all I mean the first twenty five minutes there's no dialogue whatsoever other than the songs from what he plays on his uh, iPod video. I think it was Hello Dolly. Yeah, Hello yeah. Dolly. Yeah. It's it's a fantastic film. And when really he holds is. his own hand like that, it's mm-hmm. it's rough. Yeah. It's a rough movie. Well, he has a little cockroach what? friend. Cockroach. His little cockroach. He rolls over him too. Yeah. He almost kills him many times. Yes, over and over and. Which is something, because at, at the apocalypse where we destroyed the planet, the only thing that's alive is a robot and, and a chair. Car. Chair somewhere. Chair. Yeah. <laughs> Her and Keith Richards planet, are hanging whatever. out somewhere. <laughs> With her final, final her farewell final tour. garbage tour. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is amazing. Um, and Trent, I'm going to save you for last, because we're going to go Wally back to back. All right. So, you know, whatever, one of the things me, that right? I love about Tomorrowland is what they did in the 90s uh, when they decided to make it a city, the city of Tomorrowland and have this like r- like virtual city where there was like a chamber of commerce and there was a museum and an exhibition hall. If you think of the time the timekeeper, 
was an oh, you a mean science all the exhibition. Stuff that's there, not there anymore. I know, right? Which they've ruined because <laughs> they've ruined some of these that. things were amazing. Timekeepers. I want them to bring awesome. back the city of Tomorrowland. So, uh, as you walk through the city, at the far back is Space Mountain. Now, Space Mountain was supposed to be the spaceport of Tomorrowland. Okay, we're gonna finally turn that into a spaceport. And that building next to it, the Tomorrowland Power uh, and Light Authority, whatever they call it, which is basically an arcade for the last like. 20 years. No, I think they got rid of it. They got rid of it. It's yeah, just an empty building right now. No, I think they're getting yeah. rid of it for Tron. No, no, that's back behind it. No, I you think won't. because they changed the whole exit. No, for... it, no, Space Mountain doesn't come out of there. Space Mountain comes out of another entrance or another exit. So what we're going to do is we're going to use this as kind of the entrance into the spaceport. And you're going to board the Axiom, because the Axiom has landed, okay? The Axiom is, is going to be a fully built spaceship that you're going to walk in, you're going to walk into. Because when the Axiom has been decommissioned, they needed to do something with it. So what do they do? They're going to turn it into a zoological park. Okay? Gut the inside and make it a zoo. So as you, as you board, the, uh, board the Axiom, Captain McCrea will take you on a tour and you're going to get into your vehicle and you're going to go through a tour of all these these uh, zoological enclosures. And as you progress the tour, you'll board your hover chairs, these maglev. It's, it's going to be like a trackless ride system, very similar to what uh, Hong Kong has with Mystic Manor. And you're going to go through the... Uh, he's going to guide you from a hollow screen at the front of your vehicle so that you can see uh, what he's... You can see what he's telling you about these animals. Now, the first exhibit seems all right. You're going to notice something peculiar and that's our little robot friend Wally fiddling with something in the corner. Now as you pass through this first exhibit you're going to then see all of a sudden red lights and warning signs. Wally's kind of messed something up and all of the exhibits have now been let loose. You need to help Wally and Eve and Mo put them all back together. So here is where your ride vehicle is now going to split up into three separate tracks. So you'll each get uh, a guide, which is Wally, Mo, or Eve, and you're going to go through the axiom and try to try to capture these animals. And using Adam, I hate you for this, your interactive joystick <laughs> to help recapture the animals. But but Scott, didn't you cheat? Because isn't this supposed to go where the current Tomorrowland Speedway is? Yeah, that's right next to Space Mountain. Right next to the the Tomorrowland uh, Power and Light Authority. Let's look at this fucking map. Well, remember, Scott's concept of how close buildings are is a bit yeah. skewed Stop. because... <laughs> no! <laughs> We're not having this debate again. I want to say Space Mountain <laughs> all the way in the back corner of that area. Yeah. Which, right. Yeah. Well, you, have, you have the gift shop next to it, which... I believe that is now Tomorrowland Power. Yeah, that's what Tomorrowland. The gift shop was Tomorrowland Power Authority. Yeah, we're getting rid of the gift shop. Yeah. We're getting rid of that's that. connected to Space Mountain. You exit out into that. It is. Not, not anymore, anymore, but you used to. You used to. Now you exit out by the sign. But, if but that's, are you destroying the people? Are you destroying the people? But where right am I going to get my personalized magic band or my personalized cell phone? This case? is where you're going to go in. That's where you're going to be your queue to kind of go okay, through this okay. like. Queue oh, so and it's into like a 1,200 mile queue, just like you know how we had to walk 40 feet for a different building. For you're gonna you're gonna need a long queue because this is going to be an awesome ride. 
Uh, so, all right. So as you, as the, as the, the action goes haywire because Wally is, Wally has screwed something up. Um, as usual. As usual. Wally never screwed anything up. He made messes. He made a mess, but he never screwed anything up. He, he ran over up. a cock. He ran over his only friend with a car. What was his? Where the were not a car's wheel? No, no, no. no. You're, you're, I'm going to fight somebody his on track. this. What did Wally screw up? He dirtied, he dirtied the, the axiom. axiom. And Mo had to like chase after him, and then yeah. he. Uh, he made big messes all over the place. The reason why he made a big mess is because he was never supposed to be brought on that ship oh, in the God. first place. Wally is Jar Jar. Yes. No. Fuck you, Mikey. Absolutely <laughs> no, not. Stop. No. <laughs> no. How dare you? As you keep going through the tour, you're going to see uh, these these alien-type creatures th- that are uh, being on exhibit here. Uh, Venus flytraps, uh, giant alien creatures that, you know, kind of are, some are, some are kind of um, harmless-looking. Are you going to have uh, a stitch? No, but this... I was going to ask for <laughs> 626. We are bringing back Skippy. Okay. The peanut butter? No, yes, the, the peanut butter, because that was a major part of all Disney attractions, Skippy peanut butter. I think If anything, it should be Peter Pan peanut butter, but we won't get into well, that. Well, Skippy yeah. was a sponsor of the original Mickey yes, Mouse. See? Uh, but yeah, we're going to... We're going to bring back these audio animatronic aliens, and, and one of them is going to be Skippy, and you're going to have to put them back in their cage. You're going to use your interactive elements on your ride vehicle to put them back, and you'll go through three separate tracks, three separate paths, where Wally, Eve, or Moe will help you recapture uh, some alien creatures, and then you finally come back to the main room where you have to capture the most fearsome creature, which I don't really know what I would make it, but we have it has to... to be Stitch. You know, it's not going to be Stitch. It's not going to be Stitch. <laughs> Stitch is a dog. <laughs> Well, you just, you pretty much just built Wally's Ark. Yeah, <laughs> built Wally's Ark, which is what it was. Um, and then you're all going to work together. So now you've come into this uh, this main room, and now you all work together. Each per each car has to do a little uh, little work to to recapture this last alien, and then you restore power. And uh, Wally, even Mo, thank you as you leave, and Captain McCrea waves to you as you go by, and you exit to the gift shop. Where you can get your Wally Magic Bands and Wally Plushes and Wally Spheros. For the first couple of months, and then it'll just be all Mickey Mouse shit. Yep. <laughs> um, so what you've done is you've got Space Mountain, which flows right into the uh, Power and Light. Not anymore. Not anymore. That building's Not going anymore. away. Well, you're right. I want to okay. make... Well, it, it, so when you get on Space Mountain, you're supposed to be going through a spaceport, but you don't actually go anywhere. Now you're going to get on a dry docked ship that sits there at the spaceport, and you're actually going to go through the spaceport. So you, Bringing back the okay, so you, theme you're, of you're, the you're City tie- of Tomorrowland. Right, you're tying well, I, Space Mountain into outer space with uh, the Axiom, mm-hmm. though it's technically still on Earth because it's now... Dry docked. Dry docked. zoological yes. preserve. And, oh, it's okay, spaceport. So it's in space. Then. Yeah. It's, you know, it, it's offloaded all of its gelatinous ooze bodies, and it went back <laughs> up to space. Meanwhile, everybody's Fag- stuck on Earth being s- literally stuck on Earth because they've been accustomed to zero Gs. Good job, Scott. You killed everybody. Um, <laughs> well, well, let's not forget about the gelatinous bodies trying to stand up. Right? Yeah. Well, just, yeah, which was amazing at the end of that movie. It was like, how the hell are you standing up? You've been in a chair for your whole right? life. Uh, no, I, I really. So th- this ties into cosmic rays perfectly. So now that has to stay, and so does. Oh, because you can. You, ha- you have to bring cosmic rays because he has to be the beast at the end. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah, but you know, what? don't save that cosmic <laughs> frog. Just shoot him right in the head. <laughs> Fuck that frog. You know, like like Adam, I wanted to. I wanted to put this most underrepresented property in the park. It needs to be there somewhere. 
It's really a shame. I don't get why. Like Cars was the most underrepresented, Scott. You can't have two different most underrepresented. No, but he's not in any park. Yeah. He's not in anything. Nothing. I don't think, you can't even find merch for him. That's true. Get ear hats. That's it. Well, I've got ear hats. And that those just came out literally last, what, last year. Like right next to him, <laughs> he was prepared. He still got the tag on. Him. He's like he's like those guys that leave the, the stickers on their. I never their wore it. Flat bills. He's like all, mini all pearl. Of our Most of our hats. We don't wear them. I can't wear them because my head is too fucking big. I can't wear them either. Dude, They're... I can't even buy regular hats that fit me right. Well, that's because you got either. a big skull. All right, Trenton. All right, so tell me you did some Wally. I didn't. Um, <laughs> well, I, I hope this is a good ride. <laughs> Because these have all been great rides. I went in a totally different direction from everybody so that I couldn't be compared to anybody else. Because I knew everybody would do rides. I did a restaurant. Um, I was going to say, you, you just look like any normal homeless guy. Yeah. Oh, well, shit. Like any other normal homeless guy, I'm probably hungry, so I did a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Can I please have some more? <laughs> some more. So, my idea here was, um, it's by Space Mountain, it's by Tron. Let's do another space-themed sort of... Um, idea. So, I went with a it's going to be a restaurant and a planetarium. I don't have a name for it. So, I was kind of hoping we could all figure that out together because it would be a fun uh, interactive thing for us to do together. But, my idea is it's going to be a dome type structure but also um, have the almost triangular panes of the figment pavilion. The pyramids? Yes, but more domed. Um, so, you're going to be geodesic. Yes, that's like the like oh, the Sussex so County Earth. Technical School. I sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you walk in. It's going to be you, it, the first thing you're going to notice when you're in the lobby of this restaurant is that all the stars are on the on the roof on the ceiling of this restaurant, and not we're not talking the the pyramid and Epcot stars. We're talking an interactive screen based. It, it's the actual stars. And every so often there will be a, you know, two or three minute, you know, um, almost show where, you know, the stars start forming into Disney characters and stuff like that. But I really went fine dining with this restaurant. You're going to walk in. um, It's going to have a large open kitchen right in the middle and almost a sphere or oval shape where there will be room for a chef's table in there. Um, Also, everyone likes an open kitchen. It also keeps chefs honest, in my opinion from my experience. <laughs> I totally agree. I think, honestly, I think you should have open kitchens. It makes, it makes for a better atmosphere. It makes for better quality food. It's a wonderful atmosphere. It's, it's a fun thing to do. Um, speaking from a chef's perspective, you fucking hate it, but... Because um, you can't dig your finger in your nose and then cook your food? Mm. Well, it's not that. There's just a lot of practices that happen in kitchens that people would be like, ugh, but it's like, oh, I'm going to taste this, but... You taste it off the end of a spoon, and then you taste it off the front of the spoon. Not necessarily unsanitary, but if somebody sees you putting the handle of a spoon into a sauce, you know, they're like, what the fuck's that guy doing? A lot of, lot of tasting spoons. So, the real big idea with this was, is that the location that it's in, you get a pretty good, especially with a domed view, um, with elevated seating of not only the show that will be going on during during your meal, but also the screens will roll back, right around the dinner time, so this is going to be one of the most sought-after reservations in Disney World, where the screens will roll back off the glass ceiling, and you'll be able to watch the fireworks while you eat from the restaurant. Retractable roof. 
Not retractable roof, technically retractable screens, because the screens would be covering the roof, and this, this, the roof would be glass. Okay. Um, so Trenton built the restaurant at the end of the universe. I don't know if anybody else is going to get that reference but me, but that's fine. Douglas Adams! <laughs> yes. No fucking idea what that means, but... So long, and thanks for all the fish. Um, but I really thought that Magic Kingdom needed something a little more upscale. I think that... BR Guest tries to be upscale, but it falls fucking on its face. It tried really hard at the start to be upscale, and so and so did and so did um, so did Skipper's, Skipper's Canteen. Canteen. See, I, I never thought ear because we ate. To be honest, we ate when we when um, freaking be our guest. Be our guest first open. Be our guest and it first wasn't opened. that upscale, but it wants to be. It, it wants, wants to be fine. It wants to be. But it can't, it can't. I don't think it can be it, in Magic Kingdom. Not, yeah. it, uh, not as a quick. And serve, neither could. Technically, it's still kind of a quick. Uh, for breakfast could. and lunch at dinner, it's not. Oh well. I can't picture Skipper's Canteen is not high end either, though. But they tried to have like quirky cuisine when it first started with the he- the head-on prawns and the which were not good. Those the were steak salad, terrible. but what or the the beef ragu that wasn't really a mac and cheese thing is what they called it but that, the problem is with the well, I'll be honest with you the problem was is that they were trying to make it adventurous no they were trying to make it affordable and high end at the same time I'm sorry right. sometimes those things don't mix and no, that's they never what mix. they found you got, but that's the, the if you real want to go issue high end, it's going to cost high end prices exactly they try to keep it out of that truly deluxe restaurant feeling and it didn't work now, Which is Trent, it, really what I'm doing. Now, Trent, the, the beauty of this is um, the flight that we took to and from London on British Airways, the windows don't actually have, like, pull-down curtains anymore. They have little buttons that dim the windows. It creates, like, a black window. Uh, so oh, that one it, of those ionized things. Yeah. So you could See, do that, that with that's that. A, yeah, that's a great technology. You could, keep your, you could keep your glass ceiling the entire time, and it's, and it's like an LED display or a a liquid crystal display and then with a push of a button it goes to clear glass and you can see the entire night would you sky. be able to project on that though Pro- probably you, yeah, you not have enough not if it's project. not if it's well no no glass. it turns into a uh, like a, a frosted like a frosted an opaque glass during the during the daytime you're going to want it frosted and opaque Right. right, no, so that, but he's gonna. He wants to do like a planetarium thing yeah, where he wants to have a night that. sky. You could right. keep that and project onto that at night, and then when it comes time for the fireworks, you flip the switch and it goes to clear, and now you can see the uh, the castle. I think I like his a screen idea better for this, just for the simple yeah. reason that no, just because if you're well, looking you, no, at you're right, a, no, I'm right. agreeing. I'm saying yeah, yeah. No, you're the, right because you'd have all the the trusses and stuff. The tr- and you'd have reflections. Yes. Because you're shooting an image onto a glass that's going to reflect on a dome. So I well, don't, it would be frosted. It would be like a. It's di- but it's still two layers of glass. That's even true. with well, yeah, it's it's frosted in the middle or however yeah, it reacts. Right. But you're still getting still some yeah. So you still need so, the screens. Yeah. But I I like the idea. And also, I would hate to be the the one motherfucker stuck looking up because his had a bug in it and didn't uh, didn't defrost everybody else's <laughs> yeah. defrosted. That would yeah. suck. There's um, that one cube in the middle that just that would drive me nuts. <gasps> My OCD would trigger so hard. That would be awful. <laughs> so I was definitely going for... It, this isn't Victorian Albert's level by any means, but I, I think Citrico's Yachtsman, Flying Fish, that's... I and think you that's could, And you could fair. do... Like, I think Disney's afraid to do that in Magic Kingdom I just because don't think of the they clientele. Have the space for it. 
because when you think about a lot of the restaurants in Disney, they all share kitchens with somebody else. Yeah. Every single one of them shares a kitchen. There's yeah. no dedicated kitchen restaurant in Disney. Yeah, uh, ex- beauty, uh, the Beast Castle shares that, with Gaston's Tavern. That's what I'm saying. Everybody shares. There's no high-end, professional-level, like, high-grade Unless, it, unless you're at Springs, like Paddlefish. Well, I'm not talking... So I'm talking about... I'm talking right. about no, Magic, Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the parks. There's... Everybody and shares. Ep- Ep- Epcot has their own kitchens for each restaurant. Epcot has their own kitchens. Um, Animal Kingdom has separate kitchens for certain restaurants. This is the only one that shares mm-hmm. with everybody, so... So this was just it, 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 I I I really thought Magic Kingdom when I was going to do an attraction I thought that it really needs a, a, a restaurant that people are going to hey those people are walking into Magic Kingdom dressed up pretty nice I think they're probably going to whatever we end up naming this restaurant. Um, well, it brings back that like date night at Disneyland feel when Walt wanted to create date nights and and this would be a good way to do that. Like, look to be honest, if you have a, a you know for those of us with kids, if you have a no kid night where you've got a sitter or you know your in laws take the kid and you get to have a date night, you're not going to Magic Kingdom. You're going to Epcot. You're going to Animal Kingdom. You're going to Studios. You're going to Brown Derby, uh, Tiffins or Monster Paul. Or you're going to one of the resorts. This is a way to bring that back to the Magic Kingdom. And and, and that's really what I wanted. I actually meant, went through and made a menu. Um, All right, I'm hungry. Let's go. Yeah. Let's do this. Can we call it Archimedes? Ooh, I like that. Hey, sure. Just because he's um, attributed with the whole, so, like, so primitive planet. No, but he Archimedes is actually um, credited with mm-hmm. creating the idea of the planetarium. I like it. I like it. And you, and you got the sword and the stone tie-in. And I really didn't want to do um, an IP here. I didn't want to make it a, you know, Wally-themed restaurant. Or not that I don't like Wally or anything like that, but I wanted it to be a... Disney doesn't do a lot of things without IPs anymore. And I think that I this would be almost a edutainment also slash good meal for adults. Um, so for my menu, I really wanted to do modern slash uh, almost a... Um, Molecular gastronomy type menu, an upscale but also modern and with new techniques. Um, my first dish, I went with a a uh, lump crab meat salad with a tomato broth with cucumber pearls made with agar agar with a smoked sea salt on top. Yeah, those bubble balls. What's agar agar? It's a thickening Seaweed. agent, so you would like- essentially boil the cucumber juice with the agar agar and then put it in a dropper and then suspend it in vegetable oil and then scoop them out with a like a siphon or a china cap and it keeps the shape. So it would be like almost almost pearl onions of cucumber juice or Ooh. cucumber, yeah. Um, my second appetizer. By yes. the way, you know Disney is putting bubble balls in that one. Yeah, they're gonna go cheap out on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, my second dish is my second appetizer is pork lollipops with a cranberry gastrique and pearl onions. Yep, I want that. Uh-huh. Um, now my third my third appetizer is my favorite one. It's a quote unquote smoked oyster with pink peppercorn and shallot. Um, Mignolet with uh, tarragon vinegar. Um, it's going to come out of a smoke plate with a smoke dome. You take the smoke dome off, so they're not really smoked, but the smoke's infused into the oysters. Take it off, the smoke goes everywhere, and it's right there in front of you. All right, you're getting me chubbed up again. <laughs> mm. um, I only did two entrees, one seafood, one one non. Um, I did a scallop, seared scallops with a champagne sabillon, 
uh, sauce uh, topped with love scallops topped with a red onion and chive on top of that with a seafood stock risotto and a lardon dust made oh. with uh, maltodextrin unless his next entree is a burger we're not eating here talk dirty to me Trent huh. let's do this yeah. he's got a kids menu Tim he's gotta have a kids menu <laughs> so to explain that one the maltodextrin with the lardon you would put it into a Vitamix with the maltodextrin and the lardon so it essentially turns a fat into a powder so you're gonna put the pork fat powder over the dish with the champagne savion which is essentially a uh, almost a hollandaise type sauce with the chives red onions and the seafood stock risotto uh, the next dish is a sous vide filet um, I did a morel mushroom uh, and red wine reduction foam with uh, seasonal veg and maybe a uh, I don't know a turnip puree or something like that um, and the desserts I have are we actually doing a filet on this because I went to a gastronomy uh, molecular gastronomy place that they took a sirloin steak and they're like, oh, we sous vide and it's going to basically be as tender as a filet. Bull fucking shit, it was terrible. Yeah, sous vide. So, to explain sous vide for anyone that's listening, I'm sure you guys might know what it is, but um, you're essentially putting it in a water bath after you um, put it in, in an airtight yeah, bag. It's in a bag. Yeah. Um, and it's going to cook it and hold it at the temperature that you want it at for as long as you want. So, essentially, you know, you want your steak to be 140, which is going to be a a medium, medium rare. I want it rare. I want it rare. Yeah. So we'll do it 135, 140. You put it in there. The the bag circulates. You put this machine on the, the edge of the tub. It circulates the water. It cooks the steak to a perfect temperature. You take it out. You sear it. It's fucking perfect. Um, so my, my desserts, I went with a, a classic cheese plate like any other fancy restaurant. Um, and then I did a banana cognac souffle. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh man, I think Adam's got a lard on now. <laughs> I love food. If if anybody knows me at all, I love food. So, oh, so if anyone can tell, I work the hardest part of the menu. The design doesn't really matter. Mm. Trenton, you can talk chefy to me anytime. <laughs> I just yeah, like, I mean that. So so Trenton, when we come visit you, you're making all this stuff, right? Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah, let me get my molecular gastronomy kit out. Um, and that and that's the thing is a lot of these are simple. Hey, for for the Arkansan, can you tell me what the hell a molecular gastronomy is? Because it sounds like something I'd get done at the hospital <laughs> to lose weight. It's essentially a modern form of cooking, just like with the maltodextrin added to the fat, making it into a powder. The agar agar making the juice into a gel. Um, it's 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 essentially using chemicals to make things into something that they're not. Um, so when you say modern form of cooking, you don't mean just fire. It's fancy shit. It's it's it's, yeah. it's almost unnecessarily fancy. It's oh, hipster it is. cooking. It, ah, okay. It's not hipster. Now cooking. we're getting it's somewhere because it's been around for a while now. It, it makes things really interesting. It, essentially, yeah, yeah, about about ten, fifteen years, twenty years now. Because I remember the first time I saw it was on Top Chef. Have you ever you, you you've seen powdered peanut butter in the grocery store? That's all it is. It's all powdered peanut butter. I mean, you can make. It sounds to me like it's going to taste like flannel and suspenders, no, right? No, right. anything, anything with a fat in it, you can make it into a powder. So essentially, you can eat a spoonful of peanut butter dust if you want it, and you're like, "Holy <laughs> shit, this tastes like peanut butter," oh, but it's not. <laughs> I like this idea. I'm made of fat, Greg. Can you make me into powder? <laughs> <Probably>. <laughs> can I take? Some, can we like 
do that to, like the fat in the body and like make that yeah, go that's away? that cryostasis freezing thing. <laughs> be eating so wait, fucking so you, you turn gelatinous ooze into right? Can, can you take the entire population of the axiom and make it look like Thanos fucking snapped them away? I get that reference. I get that reference. So my real idea here was being able to see the fireworks from someplace that's that's more upscale that's not fifteen miles away. I did here. Top of the world is only like a quarter mile away, you know. Whatever. Scott, nope. It nope, was hyperbole. You don't distance. I'm going to distance right now. It was hyperbole, Scott. But, so, I didn't know you if you guys were going to like this. You being inside the park. There's the I end. I think I Tim hated my menu. I knew Tim was going to hate my menu. But he could get that steak. And you can have the banana. What, what's on the kids' menu? <laughs> mac and cheese, Mickey check meal. <laughs> but you can make a mac molecular gastronomy oh, yeah. mac and cheese mac and cheese and chicken fingers and hot dogs mac and cheese and hot dogs no. I will eat the filet I will eat that filet that filet sounds delicious eat the shit out of everything on this menu I didn't want to add too many smoke dishes but I was going to do the smoke tray again for a s'more type dessert with can uh, I ask a question yes do you have a signature drink I didn't do oh, it. Can, we can decide that right now. You, Let's decide Trent, it. We need, Trent, it needs a name. Trent, you're on a drinking podcast <laughs> with a Disney problem, and you didn't come up with a have goddamn s- drink? The only dessert hey, I have has alcohol in it. Scott, what is Trenton drinking right now? What are is you drinking right fuzzy? now, Trenton? Yingling. Okay, what what did you sandwich your yinglings with? Yeah, what did you what did you uh, mix in there? Oh no, I haven't opened that. Yet. Let's look Something at the fizzy. empties pile, Trenton. Oh, oh no, he's, he he's popping it, it right now. It oh, oh, he's he's topping it oh, off. Oh my with god, the, uh, you're a Stepford wife. Why is a raspberry? Hard you watch the fucking Bachelor, Scott. I don't drink hard cider or hard seltzer. I'm drinking Blantons right now. You know what? You can say that, but a lot of shooters will back me up. This is only 100 calories, and I'm getting my beach body ready. This Let's is go. also only 100 calories. Body by bourbon. And if by a lot of shooters you mean... Wozni, uh, uh, Russell Lawrence Cole, uh, Brian Adams Jr. Russell Lawrence Cole will back me on the Blantons. Oh, I forgot my pork lollipop. I forgot my pickled watermelon rind on that one. So it's pork lollipop. Oh, fuck. Now I want Cranberry it. gastrique, before, pearl but... onions, and a pickled watermelon rind. I would eat everything. I'm there. Pickled watermelon. So do we have any? Okay, so a signature drink. Uh, just in, infuse a infuse old. No, we could do we could do a, a, a smoked like Manhattan. Manhattan. No, I would do a smoke drink. Yeah. You're, you're, you spend a lot of time on that. So I do, I do like the, I, do, I do like smoking things, but not smoked turkey because that's available everywhere. No, and it's also and just it has way to be sweet. served in the dome. What can you do a smoked Manhattan? Well, yes. you can. You can do a smoked Manhattan. You could you could you could smoke the whiskey in house. So one of the drinks that uh, that I wanted to get in London at our hotel bar uh, was an Earl Grey Vesper. So it was a gin infused with Earl Grey tea, and then they mix it with vodka and and uh, Kinalale and make it Vesper. It looked really good. Someone else had it at the table next to us. It looked amazing. It sounds pretty, but it. T- I don't. Why would you do that to Jen? Well, because th- because Earl Grey has bergamot and those floral notes, and that would re- that would pair really well with gin. Like, if you ever smell an Earl Grey tea bag, it smells. I drink Earl Grey, but it's just. <laughs> 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 Earl was tea bag. I know. I know that was where you guys were gonna go with that. <laughs> yeah the the Equus Bar had this this Earl Grey uh, Vesper Martini. That's that would be my. Signature drink on that one. No, I want something smoked. Yeah, I like I like the smoked aspect as well. What's what's Walt's favorite drink? The the whiskey. Uh, so it's a Scotch Mist. 
Yeah, can we can could we could we smoke the scotch in that? Make it s- or smoke the lemon rind or I wouldn't smoke a lemon rind. No, I wouldn't either. Lemon oil when it you can really it gets bitter, oil. yeah, I guess. It gets super bitter. What what was that what Tim, what's that drink where they smoke the orange pill? Oh, I had a that's a smoke yeah, it, it was a smoke Manhattan. Manhattan. I made it. Okay. I would do a smoke. Let's go with, let's go with the smoke Manhattan. So do we have any issues with my restaurant? No, I, I was, no, I, I would love to eat there. I would eat there. The only I problem I have is that the, the footprint would be so big. But like I said, with the large open kitchen, you're going to lose a lot of seating. But, but you you have... You have I mean, a huge spot there. You have a... I that's mean, a huge talking, area that's we're talking will be taken like, away. I, I think I calculated the it. Only it's like, like 120,000 square feet on that sp- that pad. It's a big place. I, but that's what I'm saying. That is my, do you think the restaurant's going to be too small? Because no. I was going to do the restaurant no. in a well, ride. I mean, if Absolutely you're not. It 120,000 yeah. square feet? It's huge. If you're making it a full-size planetarium, I... You can do so many other things with it. Like, you don't necessarily have to have the restaurant going to use the planetarium part as well. So, like, during the day, you could actually throw on planetarium shows there. Yeah. True. And, I mean, the only thing that I would be concerned about is where to put the planetarium apparatus. Like, because if, if your open kitchen is in the center... That was the with, idea, yeah. Then... Then the planet usually the apparatus has to go in the center. I would well. do the apparatus in the center and then do the open kitchen and like, like the a back crescent moon in the back. Yes. yes. Yeah. yeah. For a perspective, yes. in the, the space that's going to remain in Tomorrowland, you will be able to fit the entirety of Space Mountain in that in that pad. You have a ton of room. Oh yeah, and Space Mountain's yeah. fucking huge. You have a ton, ton of room. Now my my question, um, and of course we don't know it until Tron gets finished being mm-hmm. built, but. Are you going to be able to hear the vehicle Tron? They run pretty silent. From what I saw, it's not a loud ride. No, it's you'll pretty hear silent. screaming. Okay, I'm, I'm just thinking. Yeah, I mean, you you, you may but you hear can screaming, also. I, guess, I mean, if you have enough, if I mean, if you're making a glass dome, you're gonna have to sound deaden it anyway, so that you're gonna have to make sure it's not vibrating at weird levels and all this other stuff. So there's there's a lot that's gonna go into the engineering aspect of it. Yeah, and I mean, if you want to have that, like, if you put the screen, like, depending on how the screen is, that could add sound editing. If you put some air in between the two glass walls, that'll add sound. There's ways to do it. I so, I, I dig. I this. was excited for this. I I yeah. would love I would love for a restaurant there. like this to be available at the Magic Kingdom, where now you I could have sit a question down for you, have though. have drinks. I would love, and this is my one desire of Disney. Make a sit-down bar here, like Nomad Lounge, where you ha- you can't get the drinks to go. You have to sit down and order it, and they can they serve it to you, and you can sit there. That's the one thing you have to have be able to have alcohol here, and that was one thing I was concerned with because it has to have an extensive wine list, obviously, for a finer dining restaurant. You can have wine, wine is fine. Wine and beer are fine. Um, the only thing that you would have a problem with with the bar in this particular space is light levels. Light levels and people wanting to come in during the day not yeah. dressed appropriately and acting appropriately yeah. for said level yeah, of know. restaurant. I know. Um, the only thing that I would worry about is that we don't know what the space thing in Epcot is going to be. The space restaurant in Epcot is going to be. That's going to be more like a space station where okay. you're... They're gonna have the the tall windows from the you know the. They sides. wanted to use they wanted to use that technology from the fucking Star Wars hotel windows here okay. somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So that's what they did. Yeah. Okay. So. No, I was just um, curious. I didn't know. No, no, no. It's um, I just knew everyone else was gonna do a ride, so I'm glad I did a restaurant. No, I like it. I like it. I, I enjoy this. I would definitely want to see this happen because 
it Magic Kingdom does need some finer dining uh, for Dinks, you know? I know, and it, it, it seems like such the original park, and it, I always think, well, me and Steph should eat, eat somewhere in Magic Kingdom this time, and it's like, well, the only place I want to go is Harbor House. Like, I... I mean, I'm trying to think if there's any fine dining in Disneyland. Blue Bayou is nice, right? Blue Bayou, Blue Bayou is like... It's not fine dining. It's not fine dining. It's casual dining. Um, What's the other one has got Rose in the name? Something? Napa that's Rose? not in the park. That's, that's in the oh, hotel. Oh, okay, okay. I've never been No, there. I mean, really, the only fine dining restaurant in in uh, Disneyland is uh, Club 33. Man, I can't count that either, because that's super... Yeah, you can't count that, because that's not available. Because it's exclusive, and yeah. it's not available to everyone. No, I mean, they do have some, some nicer upscale with Blue Bayou and uh, the Plaza. Yeah, but I can't consider those upscale. I mean, I've no, eaten in Blue Bayou. I want to consider that anywhere near upscale. It's casual. It's, the it food really is, is good. Just casual. It's good but food, it's, but it's casual. casual. It's a casual restaurant. I, I mean, I haven't, it I haven't been there in probably now uh, 20 years, but still, it's good food. It's definitely good food. I, I didn't. The food in freaking California blows anything we have away. Oh yeah, the quick service at like uh, Bengal Grill. Um, All of it. The the meat on the, the skewers. Everything. Yeah, the, uh, the Bengal just... barbecue. That's it. Uh, over in Adventureland. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a cart. That's not even a. That's a uh, the, the New Orleans Cafe. So good. I love this idea. I really do. I really. I've do. been wanting to get this out for a while. I'm glad we did this episode finally. I've been building on this idea for a long. Now time. you've blown your load on the armchair imaginaire. Yeah, finally. You got me uh, and Adam chubbed up on this one. I'm just want to eat everything. <laughs> we could even use black pearl wine for the the souffle or the the fillet, Tim, for the the black pearl with the morel mushroom foam. Mm. Ooh. He's not. Oh, it's foam, so we'll eat it because it's not I actual love mushroom. That Wait, you don't eat mushrooms, Tim? I don't like the texture of mushrooms. I like the taste, but I don't like the texture of mushrooms. It's like eating a fucking. Sponge. I can understand yeah. that. I can see that. No, I, yeah. I I can understand that actually. And whatever you cook the mushroom, it tastes like it on the outside. You bite it, and you're like, oh, this just tastes like nothing in the middle. Cool. Yeah. I mean, morels, morels have a good flavor, though. I mean, morels are going to be good. I mean, there was a lot. I, I actually made a full menu. I just gave you a sample. I mean, you can do uh, sous-fide butter butter poached lobster tail with you know. I'll have that too. Oh god! Just you know, you know. One of everything. It, you know what? Change it. Make it crab for me because I like crab better than lobster. I'm one of those people. Crab is really good. Crab is underrated. We could, we, we could, we could do some Dungeness Lump in there instead. Oh, dude. Stop See, it. Then you, stop you, this. <laughs> I don't know how many people to listen to this since we mentioned I mean, I, I do know how to cook, so... <laughs> Maybe not as good as Tim, but... See, but you're not going to make this for me if I come visit, so I'm very disappointed. You don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> Challenge me. This is, this is really good. So, a lot of good ideas... Uh, that we have for the Tomorrowland Speedway. Funny story, it's not staying. The Speedway. No one decided to keep it. I had some yes. options. No. If mine was it can't used, say. That <coughs> one would kind of keep it the way it is, but not really. Like, here's I'm in no way a, a climate change guy, but Jesus Christ, this is burning a hole through the, the world. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it, would, it would keep it and update it, but it would still be keeping it. Right. Well, listen, the, the one in Disneyland has been updated amazingly. They run Honda engines in those cars and it's it's not as loud, it's not as disgustingly This smelling. looks like a fair ride. It is. It is. Yeah. Well I it is. Here's the it's thing. It's a carny like, ride. We went on it when Ethan was two. He enjoyed it. We went on it with it with him when he was three. He enjoyed it. I'm not sure he would enjoy it right now because honestly at, at five that. years old you can go on no. some go karts. I can't say that because a kid growing up in New York 
I didn't have go-karts. I didn't have any of that. So no. when I was, even in my, like, when I was 10, 13, and I was able to be by myself and it be in a car with a gas pedal and not have anybody sitting next to me at that age, that was kind of a power trip. It's thrilling. Right. The one and only time I ever rode this was when I was 13. But after that, once you get behind the wheel of a real car, I mean, or a real go-kart even, it means nothing. As much as I love the idea of this ride, it needs to change. It needs to so, go. so I obviously grew up on the West Coast. I grew up going to, to Disneyland in California. And just outside of Anaheim on Harbor Boulevard, which is where Disneyland is, there is a place called, or there was a place, I don't think it's still there, called Slick Track. It was basically a figure eight, okay? <laughs> metal Very figure eight. fucking dangerous because yeah. it was smooth concrete and they would throw talc on the corners oh. to help you drift. And as soon as we got to about so, 10 years old, we were able to go on this and it would ruin any other kind of go-kart ride. It was, by the way, I can't imagine how they didn't get sued about a billion fucking times. It was a different time back it then. It was. <laughs> <laughs> when, it, when I used to go visit my Aunt Miami, there was one, it was called Grand Prix, and it was a metal track. Oh, God. And the tires were completely smooth, and they'd spray it with water before you went on it. And literally the same thing. You, It's a figure eight, and you would just slide around the corners. So, And that was thrilling. From age of 15 on up, that was more thrilling than this ever was. Did they allow multiple cars on at the same time? <laughs> in, in Slick Track? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you they say would figure do, eight, is, yeah. did it have a bridge going over, or was it just... No, yeah, it was a bridge. Okay. It was a bridge. <laughs> Okay, yeah, God, because I'm thinking fucking it's... Yeah, no, it wasn't, it wasn't, yeah, no, it wasn't a intersection. <laughs> Every man for himself, <laughs> no, man. No, it's not like, it's not like uh, Thunder uh, Thunder Hollow. <laughs> Dude, I, I, was, I was, that's what I was thinking. I was thinking, damn. Um, did anybody have any short plan Bs? I did. I really wanted to try and keep this, and I was trying to update it with kind of like a futuristic, because Tron's going to go there. And I wanted to make this like a futuristic racing ride and take away the, the actual like track thing um, where you get actually control of the car, but it would it was gonna have to be much more scaled down and honestly with the with the amount of room it just it just wouldn't work. Mine was to try to get um, Chevy over mm-hmm. and, and try to do classic Camaros. Oh. And keep Keep it as it is and do maybe some classic Camaros and some concept cars. That would be nice. So just to you know, to update it, make it a little more kind of exciting. Yeah, I, I was going to try and add like some futuristic concepts to the to the, like the scenery because honestly, this does the scenery is just yeah. it looks like a bad well, Six Flags ride. And I had one more. It does. What was that? But I just like the name of it. But I didn't get any further than the name was my Inside Out Emotional Support Racers. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where that is. I'm ended. surprised nobody <laughs> went with the, the Wreck-It Ralph Sugar uh, Racers. Uh, yeah. uh, slaughter supposed race. to, Well, the problem is they're supposed to be putting something in for Wreck-It Ralph. So I wasn't... Yeah. I was trying to avoid it's, But that. it's supposed to be like VR, yeah. kind of. I was going to originally go with... Uh, keep the whole race car type theme but do a Tesla oh that'd be sponsorship good and make them battery powered and trackless they're still paying off the SEC though yeah they're not 
Tesla's not doing anything anytime <laughs> soon right now. When I was uh, doing a little concept research on the Meet the Robinsons uh, attraction, that's when I discovered that Disney had actually uh, hired someone to do concept art for a Meet the Robinsons ride that basically was the Tomorrowland Speedway, but your vehicle was on like this kind of uh, pedestal that raised it up off the ground about three feet. And my original design for my ride was a tracked ride that was suspended from underneath it like that, that still was able to uh, articulate and raise and lower it. The more I thought about it, the more I was like, you put two adults in there or a couple, any type of heavy people, that some bitch is falling over. Yeah, mm-hmm. It is falling over. Right, wasn't I mean, me. looking at, yeah, I was walking that go, oof, nope. That's, that's gonna why hurt. I went with suspended on my part. But, uh, it, it, and again, it was an outdoor uh, thing, which is just, in Florida, a bad idea. Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's why I made mine a dark ride, because you kind of have to have... Um, I think almost all of us put ours inside. Yeah. You, we have to in Florida. You do. You could not have the full Radiator Springs race. Or you have an experience like you have in Toy Story Land right now, which was conceptualized in California. Yep. Yeah. Tails falling off a ride. Well, it's not even the tail so much. It's that there's no cover from the sun or the rain. All right. <laughs> no. Tails are falling off. <laughs> they're not falling off. They're just making too much noise. And He made a dumb and dumb joke, and I got it. <laughs> Someone got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it, Lloyd. Stay here. Keep saving money for the molecular gastronomy restaurant. Todd's going to be mad at me because I didn't get it. It flew right over my head. I wish they would. Uh, I wish they would certainly do something with this, rather than reopen this the humongous way. plot of land where these people are destroying the ozone. But the problem is, there's always a wait for it. This is not Kids. going anywhere anytime soon. Kids, I know soon. it's not. Why? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. As, well, it's a people eater. That line is always long. If people are not in line, they're not trying yeah, to get no, someplace else. It, absolutely true. Absolutely true. And I almost wanted to make a plan for an escape room. Oh God, that's not going to eat near oh. enough people. Yeah, I know. That's why I stopped. <laughs> that that could be something they could do at Springs. Um, I would love a Disney escape, but room. not not in the parks. That's that's a Springs. Have thing. you seen? Have you seen any of the video footage or whatever th- for the Wreck It Ralph VR thing? No. no, no. It just doesn't look good. It really just doesn't. I mean, they don't make it look like it's. Real, they make it look like you're stuck in a video game. Oh. See, I would love a tangled escape room. Can't look any worse than fucking Will Smith looks as the genie. Fuck you. I don't know. I'm. You mean the, the you mean the Fresh Prince of Agrabah? You are gonna say that this looks good, Scott, and I can no longer be your friend. No, I'm. I'm I want to. I'm gonna watch it because I want to see how. It I'm gonna does. have to watch it because I want to see how bad they're gonna destroy this. I will not. I probably I will not see no, it in no, the theater. No, not in the theater. Definitely not. I'll wait till the shit yeah. comes out on Netflix. I will not buy the DVD. Or if it's I will offered not on any no, of that. No, I'm, I'm not going to support this in any way monetarily. If when it when it comes out on Cody, I'll stream it for free. Yep. I, I I just I, wait. Is there new? Is there a new picture or something about? Oh it? yeah, it just premiered at the Grammys. Oh yeah, I didn't see any of that. I like the idea for Aladdin. I like the idea for Jasmine. I cannot stand the choice for Genie. Yeah, Genie was a bad choice. No. I don't like the and choice you know, for a lad either. He, he looks like a 50-year-old man. But, he but here's the game with this also. I also see them making this a little bit racist by accident. 
and this can go very Bollywood. Yep. But I see a Bollywood performance number in here that's gonna piss off everyone. Well, the first, the first openings, the first opening song had to be changed. But it was changed before it was released. Like if you, if if anyone remembers the original. No, no, no. In, in the original song, when the fir- when the movie first opened, it was where they cut off your ear if they don't like your face. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. And then about ten years later, they changed that where it's flat and immense and the heat is intense. It's barbaric, but hey, it's home. But uh, uh, laws are a little different. But uh, yeah. this is going to be this is going to be a little bit more weird because now you're dealing with live action people yeah. in a real culture. You get away with a lot more in cartoons than you do when you deal with real uh, people. You do. I'm sorry, you do. It's going to be interesting. I'm going to watch it. I'm cautiously optimistic. Don't say you're optimistic. No, don't say that because I'm not. No, no. I, I can't in good conscience say that. If Jonathan Freeman is not playing Jafar and God rest his soul, Robin Williams is gone, so give me James Monroe Egelhart as the genie, I'm in. But other than that, go fuck it yourself. I'm not watching. It doesn't make sense. I'm sorry. He can't sing. He's not comedic enough to pull this off. Uh, have you heard Get Jiggy With It? It doesn't have to make sense if it makes money. Have you heard parents just don't yeah. understand? Summertime. Summer, summer, summertime. Are, are we sure they're even keeping all the fucking songs in? Because they fucking can. Lion King's probably There's not. no way he has the time no to way. pull off Friend Like Me. I bet you I bet you no. anything that uh, Friend Like Me stays. And I, I think, obviously, Prince Ali no, listen. Um, is going to stay. In the history of Disney live-action remakes, which we're learning through the fucking Lion King, where they destroyed the best song. <sighs> this is bad. It's bad. There's no there's no I be know. prepared in Lion King. They're probably not even going to do Front Like Me for Aladdin. But what people need to do is not go see this movie in the fucking theaters. Don't make the box office big. And and and, and so it's going to go... They're going to go, oh, protest. shit. Maybe, maybe protest. Protest, yeah. You have to yeah, protest, protest this. I'm protesting this. I want to like this because Aladdin is one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't want to like... No, but they're ruining the whole feel of this movie. I know. I, I mean, you're going to try to make it contemporary. It's going to fail on multiple levels. The reason why they got Will Smith is because they think he has star power. What was the last non-action movie besides that serious role that he had where he played comedic? Hancock? Who? Will yeah. Smith? Men in um, Black 3? There was those buddy cop movies with him and Martin but Lawrence. But that's Bad what I'm saying. It was either a, a very high-action yeah. movie. Hitch. Hitch was co- Hitch was comedic. But how long ago was Hitch? Oh, ten years ago now, probably. And did he oh, say yeah, was, was Hancock not after that? James was thin. Can he sing? Er, but Han- Hancock was... Can he sing the opening overture? No. No. Nope. Because the first song that you hear is the genie singing. Yeah. Arabian Nights. Wait, he can't did Robin sing. Williams he sing that? Yes, sing. he did. Yes, he did. I thought I thought he provided the, nope. the voice for the character. Nope, he sang it. The singing voice for Arabian Nights was Bruce Adler. Okay, but still, again, when you have a live action, it's a different thing. Oh, I know. I mean, first of all, that guy's a Broadway singer, and, uh, well, Will Smith is not. But I'll give it, the old it's, it's, the old Michael Scott. Nope. I don't like that. Nope. Mm-mm, I agree. <sighs> There's no way. I am sad because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Aladdin is a great movie, and I really, really hope this is good, and it's just not going to be. 
He doesn't have the timing to pull this off. No, he doesn't. I don't care what anybody says. The comedic timing here, it has to be on point, it has to be fast, and it has to be smart. And he's none of those things. And the last time he did that was Wild Wild West. It Banging on the boobies. Bongo on the boobies. That was... <laughs> yeah, we God, went to the same place, movie. God. We went to the same fucking place. <laughs> that was lowbrow comedy. It was lowbrow comedy. I didn't hate that movie. That was, it was a bad, bad movie. movie, too. But I like Kevin Klein. I like Kevin Klein. I love Kevin Klein. Fish called Wanda. Mm. Yeah. That, that was a good, a good movie. movie. All right. Jamie all right, Curtis. so look, we are all uh, <laughs> deeply depressed about this Aladdin trailer. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, this episode took a turn. But I think we are all excited about our, our ideas for Tomorrowland Speedway. Um, I, I think I think for the first time we have five really good ideas, and none of them were like wah wah wah. Um, but yeah, look, we have we have we have five really good ideas. Uh, Trenton, one poll, not seventeen. There's gonna be a poll. There's gonna be one. There's gonna be two. To ask if Cars or Toy Story is better. Yeah. And then, you asked that. And then who has the best idea for no, this? No, no, no. We don't need to do the Cars and Toy Story poll because you know what's going to happen. It's easy to say the Toy Story is better. Because you'll, get, Toy Story you'll, is you'll get shit on. I like cars. I like cars. No one's saying we don't like cars. I'm a man. Me and Adam are I'm not saying we don't like cars. I love cars. I love the first and the third. However, to put compare them to story, Toy Story, there's no man. Mm-hmm. I, cried, I cried like a baby at Cars 3. I was a hot mess throughout the entirety of Toy Story three, <laughs> and then, and then t- honestly, I, I have a feel. I have I have a fear that Toy Story four is going to be Cars two. Hot garbage. Mm, I don't think so. I, I don't think they can go that route. Go, There's not kill, enough. Kill of Buzz a st- Volume three. Kill Buzz. <laughs> Are they gonna have a pussy wagon? Hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind Wiggle of afraid. You're big. But- Bo Peep is going to drive you can have Bo Peep in there going, wiggle your big <laughs> Wiggle your big toe. <laughs> I swear to God, if if Buzz and Woody don't open up a trunk and like a golden like light comes out, I'm going to be really fucking pissed. <laughs> we happy? Yeah, we happy. <laughs> Does Mr. Potato Head look like a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> What? What ain't no planet I ever heard Say of? Say what again, motherfucker. <laughs> Bring in the gift potato. Yes, I need a Toy Story Pulp Fiction mashup now. I've, Mikey, I've that's, still, our, that's our I've, new cartoon. You know, I've still got a fucking Incredibles <laughs> mashup I've been wanting to do with fucking Bob Parr and Frozone. <laughs> I say we do Toy Story and Seinfeld. What is you in this Seinfeld? What, what? what, what, is, what is Kramer? Woody oh is Kramer, Mr. Potato Head is George Costanza. <laughs> you and Seinfeld. Buzz Lightyear is Jerry. It. Seinfeld's Leave the it. greatest show that's ever been on TV. So All right, speaking of Seinfeld, no. speaking of Seinfeld, we need to recap Trenton's uh, recasting of uh, Hercules real quick. Uh, speaking of polls, so... Um, we we, we, had, we had done all of those polls. I think, I think we already did. Okay. Yeah, we, we did that. We, we, did yeah, we did this last... We did this in episode 100. We did, I think we did it in episode 100. We did, actually, yeah. We did. Yeah, it was episode I 100. I won. That's all I remember. Yeah. Is I won the, all, the whole thing. All right, yes. Overall, the the guy who was most afraid of doing this, who was terrified to do this, who said, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm not going to cast anyone never, good. But how does he win overall when I won the most individual categories? I don't understand. I won one individual category. <laughs> it's not about the yeah, popular vote. That's what we learned. College. So, uh, going through the <laughs> ultimate cast that we have, 
Um, Trenton, your Hades is winning. So Neil Patrick Harris, which is always going to win. Yeah. I mean, of that course. was a given. Neil Patrick Harris is always going to uh, win. Painted Panic was Adam, which was the two yeah, girls I, from uh, Broad City. Yes, Broad City. That thing. Broad City, that's it. Hermes, Trenton's, Jerry Seinfeld. But very close was Adam with with only three votes behind. Adam's Hermes was Aziz Ansari. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. That's, that's a good right. one. Close call with that one. Um, the Muses, obviously, Adam. You ran away with that one. Yeah. You, you, I was the closest one with five votes. You had eleven, and all five of mine were the girls that love Hamilton just like me. <laughs> of course. <I> was. <laughs> <laughs> the best Phil went to Trenton, which was George Costanza. Yeah. Or Jason Alexander for the the (laughs) layman. The Seinfeld reference. Kurt Russell would be the best Zeus. That was mine. My only win. Tim's Meg. Squeak, squeak. No, you squeaked that one out, I thought. Squeaked it out over Trenton by three votes. That's the last (laughs) one. Technically, it is. (laughs) One vote is squeaking. Three is the last one. Tim, who's your your Meg? Ruth Naga. No, it was... Ruth Naga, that's it. Ruth Naga. And uh, last but not least, Hercules. This was really close. This was a squeaker. One vote. We're going with Liam Hemsworth by Tim. One vote over. Tr- so it was. That's it was a squeak. Just so what? Trenton won two. Trenton won I three. Won two. I won two. Won I was two. down by three on one and down by one on one. And Tim won two. And Mikey, how'd you do? I had the best Pegasus, hands <laughs> down, <laughs> with Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk as the voice of Pegasus. I just, I just want to thank everybody for knowing who Aaron Taylor Johnson was on on uh, Hercules, because I thought I was going to get fucked up in that, that poll. Dude, I didn't know what the fuck I was doing throughout the whole episode. Oh, so. yes, yes, of course you did. <laughs> of course you did. But uh, go, uh, you can find those polls and many others, including Trenton's poll on tonight's episode. Uh, over at our Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. That's where you're going to find all the shenanigans. Um, you can make yourself look like a big toe. You can hang out in the parks and share what you're drinking. You can make yourself look like a pineapple because that's a oh, thing yeah, right now. Pineapples are a big thing. The pineapple emoji mm-hmm. thing is happening. So uh, fucking two toes up to that one. You can get a pineapple tattoo and match with me. Let's go. But you can't get 3SM embroidered on a hat nope. in Disneyland. No, you can't. Because that's literally threesome. That's what it looks like. <laughs> but also, if you want to, uh, if you want to join the group, make sure you answer the questions. We got a lot. Thanks to the Waz, probably, or uh, uh, Mikey's friend Brett Odom, the other social chair. Odin. Odin. That's Odin. 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 It's fine. It's, it's fine. It doesn't matter. He's a Cubs fan. He is a Cubs fan. Yeah, that's his problem. Our, uh, we are over at the Facebook. Go over there. Check us out. If you're on iTunes, if you uh, subscribe to us on iTunes, please rate, review, and subscribe. That's the best way for other Disney fans like you to find the show. It helps get to, get us up in the ratings. It helps get us up on the, sh- on the uh, search bar. We really just want to make other Disney fans like you find the show and have fun on the Facebook group. If you want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, we're over there at Three Sheets Podcast. If you're in the parks, tag us on your Instagram. Don't forget to use the hashtag Three Sheets Nation. Uh, at Three Sheets Podcast is our is our handle. Put us in your in your comments. You know, make sure we uh, make sure we're a part of your Instagram life. Mikey, over at Magical Meltdown, we've got some new shirts coming out. Yes, we got new shirts coming out. Uh, we got we got old shirts going away. Well, you know what? If you so missed out we're, on we're them, we're going to rotate. If you missed out on them, you uh, should have yeah. bought them earlier. 
Yep, just like everybody wanting the Sheetles. You should have been on top of that shit within 24 <laughs> yeah. hours. Well, and those those have been known to come back with a code word to dictate when they're going to be. That's they right. may or may not. Again. You never know. Be prepared. They may or may not. You never know. So like that's a, like a Boy Scout. That's right. Uh, but you have a nod to the 305, don't you? I I don't know what that means. <laughs> don't you, it's Miami's area code. Don't oh. you know your area codes, man? I've got hoes in lots of them, but not okay. that one. <laughs> you don't listen to yeah. Ice. I really do not listen to <laughs> Horatio <laughs> Rumpelstiltskin or whatever. Horatio Rumpelstiltskin is. Rob, Rob, uh, Rob Van, Winkle. Van Winkle. Van Winkle. Yeah. Van well, Winkle. His, you know what? His grandpa rip it in bed. <laughs> All right. So there are there are some new things coming out over at Magical Meltdown. Uh, one of them is a nod to our very own 305 uh, group. Groupies, the Miami Mafia, and uh, they've recently launched a new uh, effort to um, enjoy the mm-hmm. parks uh, by uh, by the tea company. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I've got the uh, the Miami Mafia tea company shirt coming out. Uh, if you look at it, it looks a lot like the Twinings. That's logo. beautiful. When you sent that to me, I was I was I was like, I love this. The London. Yes, that's the it's the London, but. Further yes. south and <laughs> west, and warmer. It's southwest, just southwest of the London. Okay, so it's Sussex. And I'm thinking the hippos got the last of the oak grass. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's a Disneyland reference. Disneyland Jungle Cruise. Yep, Disneyland Jungle Cruise. Best audio cue music ever. But yeah, we got the yeah. Miami Mafia Tea Company coming out. There's some uh, some other stuff. There's some BSEA stuff, Mikey. Right. I don't know if he thinks that I've got something in, in mind or he's talking about stuff that's been out there for a month. It's been two weeks. It's been Just two say weeks. yes. Yeah, let's go. Let's go with it. Sure. Two weeks. All right. So uh, go over to our uh, our sister page, The Magical Meltdown, www.themagicalmeltdown.net. Check out the glassware. Check out the gifts, the coasters. Uh, if, you, if you like early Epcot, that's where you're going to find some great uh, coaster wear there. Also, check out the t-shirts there. T-Public uh, does all those. We have some awesome t-shirts there. Um, and some new ones New ones just about to be released when this drops. They'll be on sale. They'll be on sale. Like most of the site, it seems. Every, every other week. week. But anyway. Mikey, we had some we had some phone calls this weekend. Uh, y'all some drunk motherfuckers. <laughs> this well, is not used out there. And uh, we, we've got... You know, I, I want to uh, especially thank uh, Michael Fernandez for being a drunk motherfucker in Disney World. He's currently camping at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, and with a glorious beard, too. Doing it the uh, the OG style at like 60 bucks a night um, <laughs> on property uh, with his uh, with his, his his dome tent, you know, pitched up. And yeah, he... he... Is, it ba- is it bad that I so want to do this, but we'll never get a chance to? No, I want to do this, but not in summertime. Like, right now is exactly when I yeah. want to do it. You know, when it's like 75. I want to do this. We have a 400-person tent? No, not really. Yeah, we do. It's a 16-person tent. It's right here in my closet, my office, that we've never used. I've got a uh, three-bedroom tent in the attic uh, that has a super leaky rain fly, so it's great if it never rains. (laughs) I would not take it to Florida. No, ours is, like, still in the packaging. We've never opened it. Never used it. But he's got it. I have a Jewish wife. Michael. I'm not camping. Well, there's always a boy's trip. You can, That's true. You can glamp. She, she, always a uh, yeah, I, I mean, Tim, I'm going to have to rent her own goddamn RV. 
Oh, then I might have you to are. stay with her. You have to. This would be the RV with, with Andrew and Ethan, and this would be the pads of ten. You can sleep by lesson. herself. I'll sacrifice and stay in the. Oh, yeah, bless right. you. <laughs> well, listen. Then I get a three-bedroom tent I to myself. Out. Uh, so yeah, he he called. He left a message. Um, we got some text message from the frozen tundra of the Dakotas. And uh, real recently, we got some ignorance that came out of South Carolina. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's hear what we, Can we play them? Yeah, let's play them. Yeah, I can I play them. that beautiful bean footage. What's up, Three Sheets Nation? This is Michael of the Miami Mafia checking in from Fort Wilderness Campgrounds. Currently, I am drinking a Glenfetic 12 out here in the Philippines. Uh, beautiful sight. Been drinking pretty hard lately. On this day, on this Friday evening, took off of work, and I just want to say that the Miami Mafia Tea Company is going strong, and there's some pictures of us riding a certain ride, a certain drop ride, drinking some tea on the way down. So, we're going to be posting that later in the group, but just want to check in and say, love the podcast, long time listener, first time caller, and can't wait to see you guys real soon the next sheet up my mafia out <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome oh love awesome. i love michael fernandez love the long time first time <laughs> all right so we have one more call oh is that that's brilliant suitable for- uh yeah no we, we got another call that i'm pretty sure is is dreadfully incoherent <laughs> oh boy yeah, we gotta uh, play it I, I'm going it's, to. I'm working on it. So he he did I, post I, I this in the group. He did post the picture of them on the Tower of Terror. And he's straight chugging oh, his Oh, good tea. for them. Awesome. That's Pinky yeah. out. That's impressive. That is very impressive because that's imp- that is quite a drop. That just looks really fucking messy. Though. It's going to be a, messy. Be my concern is <laughs> you just gotta, like it's going to go have everywhere. A good right, seal. Like, you got to have it sealed up, man. Like yep. the Gravitron. <laughs> you throw up on the Gravitron, it comes right back and smash you in the face. All right, Mikey, what's the second voice we got? Okay, let me let me share this, biatch. <laughs> Mikey said conduit. Mikey said con. And this do is it. Chris, and this is Derek and Lauren too. She's got a little girl voice, but you know we're drunk as shit. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I love I love you guys. I love I all fucking five of you. Yeah, you know, yeah, we are. You know, maybe not Scott because he's kind of bougie. No, dude, fucking Scott was fucking cool. The sheet up, Scott fucking was like talking a whole he's bunch of shit. So tiny though, he's like he's like no, he's, he's like, a tiny man, and I wanted to give him a piggyback ride. He's but, like he's like, like Barbie size though. But he's he's compact, which means he, you can get. He's, he's like Toy Story three Ken doll Barbie size, but. That's you know, interesting. He drinks a shit ton of liquor, so he's him. I want to drink his liquor. Oh, you want a liquor? I know. I'm in literally his liquor cabinet. Wow. <laughs> wow. So it's funny because the translation says Scott is kind of beige <laughs> <laughs> and not bougie. I'm definitely not beige. I might be a little bouge, <laughs> but I'm that not beige. Awesome. It. It, it's funny because nowhere in the translation does it say Mikey said conduit. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't know what that is. 
I have no idea, but apparently but, you know, Derek you wants to drink about a from my liquor South, cabinet. Drunk South and apparently Mike is rewiring a house, so who knows? <laughs> <laughs> is that like is well, that like when my milkshakes bring all the boys to the yard or something? They're like, damn right, it's <laughs> better than y'all. Uh, that was a that was a great voice. I can teach you, but I'll have to charge. <laughs> wow, uh, Derek, Chris, <laughs> you're gonna regret that in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, yes. They're, They're probably regretting it now. <laughs> yeah. Amy, Lauren, your fault. Yeah. God bless your souls. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, look, if you want to uh, if you want to leave a voicemail, it's fun. It's fun for us to hear. It's fun for us to interact with you a little bit. It's fun to hear your voice on the show, too. So, Mikey, rattle off that number. It is 407-906-4698. Shoot a text, drop a message, drop us a voicemail. We had we had plenty of people promising to do so, and they they failed miserably. Uh, especially the ones that posted the voicemail or the the, the voicemail to the uh, three sheets of the finish line. Sometimes you're just that drunk you don't know where the fuck <laughs> you are. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, ha- you know what happens in Nola? We'll stay in Nola. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, so, but like I said, if you really want to interact with us, go over to the Facebook group. That's where it's all starting. Uh, facebook.com slash group slash three sheets. Uh, leave us a voicemail. Have fun with us. So tonight, lots of fun, lots of good ideas. Trenton, your gastronomy pub. Very nice. Give me some closure remarks. Uh, I think we'll start doing restaurants for every single uh, armchair imaginary that we do now because I like making the menus. Well, so. you, just, you just like enclosing people in a glass dome. Or as long as I'm able to choose which things you must make for my, my, me, I'm fine. My next that. restaurant might be everyone enclosed in a glass dome and whoever eats the other people first wins. So, <laughs> but, The Hunger Games. But but you have to breathe long enough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's when you, pure, it, you it, pump pure oxygen in there so everyone gets that high and they would start fucking mowing down. Um, Won't be good for that open flame kitchen. Yeah, that armchair imagineers probably our most popular segment. Yeah. I'm really excited. Uh, I really enjoyed this. This is a long time coming. I enjoyed tonight. Yeah, a lot of fun. Also, Tim just rolled his eyes. I don't know why Tim rolled his eyes when I said that I'm gonna start doing restaurants for every armchair imagineer. You gotta mix it up. Mix it up. You gotta. Yeah. Is well, he what? just wants his. He wants his chicken fingers. <laughs> oh yeah. I hope my my micro gastronomy <laughs> chicken fingers. <laughs> micro gastronomy. <laughs> Chicken nuggets. <laughs> you do realize Tim has the palate of like Ethan. a fourteen, fifteen. I old. also said before no, I no, even said no, my part no. that Tim was going to be the person that hated it the most. He did. Yes, you did. He did. You did. All right, Tim, give me some closure marks tonight. I want to take this time to uh, acknowledge the three sheets axe wielding cupids <laughs> that sent us all axe valentines. Little little acid yeah. hits for Valentine's. We want to thank Suzanne Roberts Frank, like Casey Foley. Yeah, I shit glitter for a week. Yeah, glitter, glitter like loose leaf yeah, paper. I don't know why, but that's all I tasted, dude. I, you guys are amazing. I love you guys. Thank you so much. It was totally weird and totally unexpected, but yeah. See, I thought I, I felt special at first. It was like me and Suzanne talk about our friendship because we both have French bulldogs, so we always share pictures and talk about them stuff. I'm like, oh, they said it's Valentine's. You guys got them like. Fuck, I don't feel as special anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Adam, give me some closure remarks tonight. Um, 
been a bit since we've all been together, so it's great seeing everybody again, finally. Oh, my back feels better. Yeah, seriously. My back feels better. My freaking flu is over. Everybody, it's we should get be getting back to normal just in time for us to go to New Orleans. Seventy-two percent of the of the eighty percent of the hosts are healthy. Yes, though. Yes, but huh? <laughs> is that Scott Math again? Yeah, Scott Math again. It, it, it's twelve long days and three short nights. I I don't know. That's right. But um, thank you guys. I really I put the letters that y'all sent, like actual words with. In frames and all that, and I think I'm a little drunk, so I need to stop talking now. <laughs> but thank y'all, and look forward to seeing y'all. Mikey, give me some closing remarks tonight. Uh, big thanks right now. We got a sheeter in uh, Hong Kong. I'm glad you mentioned this. Tearing up some Two. Disney down there, and he is taking... Two sheeters, this is Chris yes, Squared. Yes, we got, we got Chris Both Squared, and, and they are taking the nation along for the ride with them while they do uh, Hong Kong, amongst other things, on their trip. So uh, be looking at their group. He goes live. It's a different time zone, so he'll go live of an evening when you're getting your swerve it's on. It's perfect. It's like... Uh, it's magical meltdown like goes tandoori to chicken it, it and lamb curry combo right now. It looks fucking amazing. That looks amazing, right? Right now, I'm hungry. So yeah, I, I just I just want to say thank you to uh, the Chris Squared Carter and the MG for uh, you know broadcasting that uh, in, in the group. I've had I've had one hell of a hell of a time uh, watching. And you know what? Their their train system uh, is a lot cooler than what we have in Florida. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Well, that's where I took my my inspiration for my ride was the uh, ride system from Mystic Manor. I don't understand why we can't have nice things. We can't have nice things because our parks are old. <sighs> because Florida money yeah, in the works. They won't re-fucking-verb anything. It's a, a lot of that stuff wouldn't last here, though. That's because we all go down there and just don't care, and then we'll spend our money there anyways. They don't care. Uh, look, tonight has been a lot of fun. We've had some, some laughs with the Armchair Imagineer. It's been a great show. It, it is nice to have all five of us back. Um, it, it a while ago, since like episode 100 or something like that. That was the last time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, it, it's it's been fun. Great show, guys. So from all of us here at Three Sheets of Mouse, thank you for making our show part of your Disney life. Thank you for your time this time and until next time. So long for just a while. So uh, go over to our Facebook group, uh, Triton. Where'd you go? He's, he got uh, angry. Boom, boom. He went to me. Boom, boom, boom. He got Maybe. up yelling about something. I heard so... him yell. I just didn't see him go up. Which is which is his default setting. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs>